0: The 22nd of November 2018. This is the Gap episode 446. I'm Luke Laurie. How's it going, Job? Is um
1: a bit dusty over there? A bit dusty. I'm actually uh, a bit under the weather as well. I woke up yesterday like pretty ill. And uh, so I might I'm hoping I don't lose my voice right. recording this because that would suck. But uh yeah, I uh, the dust is not helping. There's there's a dust storm rolling through. It's not. As good as that one. Remember the one a couple of years ago that yeah. was, made everything look like we we're on Mars? That was fucking sick. It was that pretty was awesome. crazy. So cool. And I think Water. it was around the time of like a film as well. And people were like, oh, this is pretty good marketing. <laughs> I don't remember which film, but yeah, no. would have been good. Um, yeah. Yeah. Still, yeah. Dusty outside. Uh, at least it's keeping it cool, I think. I don't know. It's it's not too hot today, so that's good. Yeah. It's not too you've got to keep all the, all the windows closed and stuff. Pound extra water. Smash that water, baby. Get your fluids. Keep your fluids up so they don't dry out. Yeah. Get desiccated. Husk of a human. Anyway. I'll do that. I'm doing that right now. Genius. Good thing. Ah, We had a
0: big show last week. Three and a half hours. Massive. That was crazy. I don't think we top it this week.
1: Um, it's, uh, a bit, it's a bit quieter. <laughs> I highly doubt it, yeah.
0: <laughs> Although, <laughs> when we say that, mm. there's a chance that, um, yeah, maybe maybe we do it anyway. Mm. So we'll see how we go. We've got a lot to talk about either way. Um, we do have a bunch, yeah. Should we fire off straight away? Just get straight into it.
1: Let's go straight in. What do what we do got? Let's... Let's talk about Fallout. Okay, you've still been playing this? Yeah, Fallout 76. There was a big update. Um,
0: I think on the consoles it came out, which is like 40 gig or something like that, from what I was reading. Um, right. I don't think that's what I got on PC. I think it was only a couple of gigabytes. But um, last week, people might remember that I was talking about some some frame rate issues that I was having. Um, yeah. In particular, what they did was during the, to refresh people's memories, during the beta, um, it was uncovered that the old engine was still in use um, for a a weird thing that was tied to the physics. And so what people were doing was uncapping their frame rate in the INI file Mm -hmm. and then that would cause them to interact with the environment quicker, um, whether it be moving around the environment, um, which I think was the main one people were doing. You can go onto YouTube and see videos of people, like, having races with each other. And, like, one person looking at the ground and just taking off, like, smashing them. It's like The Flash versus Superman. Um, <laughs> but the, um, yeah, yeah. So, they the, what their solution was is to cap the game on PC to 63 frames a second. And yep. then, from there, um, let people play it. And, and this was, I guess, they did it without testing it. Because... Uh the beta had finished and then the game sort of released within about what a week or so, maybe ten yeah. days around that. Yeah. And so the, the um the game came out fully. Um yeah, and I was having a lot of problems. A lot of problems that weren't there when the um beta was on. And what was going on was the um I was getting sixty-three frames per second, but um I was getting like a lot of sort of like lag. It felt like it was a bit laggy in the game. Yeah. Um, and I had to switch it. It wouldn't run for me in full screen mode. I had to run it in borderless window. Whenever I tried it in board, um, in full screen, it had like my G-Sync wasn't working properly. Um, for whatever reason, Like I could see there was huge screen tearing in the game. Yeah. And that's because I, I guess... The game is running at 63, but my PC is trying to render at something a bit higher. Um, right. And, and that was probably causing, like, strange... 63 mistakes. was... I didn't I didn't
1: ask last week, but why 63? I don't know. <laughs> because there's not a monitor on Earth that runs at 63 hertz, right? Yeah. It's just Maybe they just, like, had a, a drawer at work, and that was what the number they came
0: up with. Like, <laughs> oh,
1: we got 63. That's what we're going with. They were all so. Like it wasn't fifty. would be sixty-nine. You know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They should have just done seventy-six or something. Um, that would have been that would have made sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so I was
0: having a lot of problems, like trying to. I spent like an hour during launch trying to get it to run properly because I was at first the screen tearing was a problem, um, yep. and then eventually I found like an article that was like, "Hey, you got to go in the ini file and change these parameters." This is during the beta. This this file. And was like try changing these to enable like VSync and disable VSync because there's no there's no options in the the grap- graphics or display settings to enable like any of this stuff. You can't change your FOV. You can't set your frame uh, your frame rate. You can't set your um, your VSync. So for people like me who have a, v- a Sync monitor, that can be yeah. a bit of a problem because in order to get that stuff to work, you've got to tinker with some of those settings to make it work properly. Um, yeah. Uh and so basically what was happening was um it wasn't running too great for me. I eventually got it working to something that was running properly, but it was really like stuttery, I guess would be the word. Um like every once in a while it just didn't feel that great and it wasn't smooth, it was like it said I was getting a solid like sixty three or sixty frames per second. But yeah. it didn't feel it, like that. it didn't feel like that. It felt it felt below that and Yeah. Um, And also you'd look around it, you could see it like struggling in some, like it was struggling to do something, but I couldn't tell what. And so they, um, they pushed out this update like two days ago and that, um, uncapped the frame rate. And so now people with 144 Hertz monitors or, or higher than that, Mm. um, are now getting a frame rate that their CPU can push out and that has completely like fixed that problem I was having. It's I'm no longer getting this weird like stutter. As soon as I fired up the game it's like shit this feels completely different because whatever was going on before with their frame limiter was broken. <laughs> uh, and the like the number one post on Reddit that day was like about the fact that they uncapped the frame rate and then the number one comment was like my game runs great with G-Sync now. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm getting like 144 frames or whatever. Yeah, nice. um, so, yeah, it feels like a
1: completely different game for, for me now, which is insane. And well, I, uh, I'm i not able to play Like, I tried to play. I saw you were playing, and I was going to jump in and play along with you. And I think Gerald was playing as well. I don't know if you guys were playing together, but I, I was trying to play. And uh, the last six times I've booted into it, there's no mouse cursor on the main menu. So, I can't select <laughs> anything. So, Yeah. I, I don't know Have uh, you I'm like well Cool Try cool. plugging a mouse
0: uh, Sorry A, a controller in And see if that does anything
1: uh, That did not oh, Well I, I I had one Plugged, plugged in. in already uh, For a couple of those Because Unplugging it I thought unplugging it Would actually fix it Right Because uh, that's what someone On the internet said Would fix it But it Did no such thing uh, So I was still fucked Hmm Yeah So uh, yeah It's just fucked I don't know. fair enough so I have the pl- controller plugged in for flying planes in Battlefield of course because yeah. I can't do it with mouse and keyboard no, but anyway terrible.
0: Yeah, yeah yeah so fair enough that's that's weird and that's only happened since that because they've only done one update right so it must have
1: been Warden yeah Betrayals. I didn't get that up. I didn't get that update so this was before that oh I right suppose yeah that's even weirder because that, that's this is their
0: first update
1: right yeah I don't know. I don't know. Some sort of weird setting, some sort of weird conflict between some setting on my computer or something. I've got no fucking idea. Mm. Something must have changed or whatever. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, Alright, yeah. so yeah, anyway, that that technical issue that I was having is is now gone. Yeah. Um, Gameplay-wise, I'm still sort of enjoying running around, like just exploring and whatnot. Uh, mm. The thing they desperately need to change is the stash size like the limit of stuff you can carry. I've hit yep. my max already. Um and the problem with that is that I'm I'm looking for st- like I need screws to upgrade my weapons or to to build new weapons and well all right now I've got to go through my stash and get rid of stuff that like so I can store more stuff and it's like it just seems like the limit is too small. Um, yeah especially like considering I'm not even I'm not even out late game I'm level 20 21 um,
1: 22 and so like are you seeing ghosts or something back there what is going on there's some sort of weird line on the camera I don't know it's like shading above here I don't know is is it discord doing something or like it, it does it's fine for me I think because so I'm i not being vain, dear listener, or oh, dear watcher, the three of you watching on YouTube as opposed to listening to it. But uh, there's there's this weird line, and, and I can only see myself this week because uh, Luke's capture isn't working. I assume it's working in the video that you're watching, but yeah. I can't see him. So I'm looking at myself as a point of reference of actually talking to someone, which is how I like to do it. But uh, it's weird because I can see this fucking line. Yeah. I don't know if it's That's, me. It's yeah. just uh, you. I, I, I can't see anything. All right, cool. Anything. Anyway, sorry. Um, so, uh, yeah, stash.
0: Screw it. Yeah, so, this, so like, you're. I'm, I'm level like 21, 22, yeah. and I'm not even at end, end game content. And so, and like, my stash is already full of, of stuff that, like, I've been getting throughout the game and, like, scrapping and turning into materials that I can use to build things for later on. Yeah. And, like,. So I, now I don't know like what I should be doing with any of this stuff. Do I just go through and randomly pick up shit that I feel like I might not need, or like, yeah, I don't know. Um, I just feel like the stash should be a lot bigger. I don't yeah. know why there's a limit seems to
1: be a common complaint too. on it. Um, I guess they figure inventory management is a time-honored, Bethesda no, the game tradition. It is. It is terrible. It is terrible. Like, I just want to run
0: through. There, Like, there's already a limit on how much stuff you can pick up, right? So why yeah. can't... Just let me fucking store everything. Just... Yeah. Who, who gives a shit? Let me build, like, multiple stashes. I don't know. And, like, each like different stashes. Like, you've got a small one or a giant fucking cupboard, and that one stores a thousand. And I'll just have yeah. a, a roll of stashes, and fuck you. Um... Whatever, like, just let
1: me do that. I don't care. I just want to hoard shit, and so I can build stuff. Like, build. Yeah, if you had to spend resources to make bigger stashes, I don't see how that would be a fucking problem. Yeah, right. It'd actually give you something to do, and like, and like, create to build. Yeah, right. Like, because at the moment I've got
0: like my camp, (laughs) it's just like a workbench, a tinkerer's bench, a chemistry bench, like all next to each other. And then, like, I built a bed and some walls and shit, and that's about it. I'm like, ah, that'll do. Whatever. But if I had to, like, maybe build a house or something, and then put mustaches somewhere, like, build a house
1: for mustaches, I'd do that. Like Minecraft. Yeah, like Minecraft, or... Where you gotta build the walls so the shit can't get in, and you gotta build, you know, torches so that um, things are scared away, or you can see them coming, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
0: well, like what we did yeah.
1: in the forest, where we just built a giant like compound, and yeah, that's but there stuff. was there was reasoning to that, you know. You were trying to stop stuff getting in, but you can't stop shit from getting in in Fallout, right? Like you can build defenses It fences. just seems, yeah, you build defenses, but like from what I saw, um, we were at the gun factory right. um, when I was playing with Jer- uh, Praetorian and it's your boy Josh, and. <laughs> um they built a fuck ton of these defenses and they did nothing like the they didn't shoot at the dogs That's i don't sweet. know what the fuck was going on
0: yeah no because i've got defenses up on my base and i've i've built my base on an area where there seems to be enemies that spawn in um, right. which is good because every yeah. time I, I log into my game um yep. there's like super mutants around and i'm like cool free xp
1: right just to kick off my Perfect. game Easy
0: peasy. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, there is, there's like reasons, I guess, to have some of that stuff, but otherwise I don't feel it's necessary. Um, Yeah. I've seen people doing cool things like, or, or dickish things where they, they build their bases inside of, um, like a building and then they block up the entrances with, with either walls or like concrete pillars and then so nobody can get in. And the only way you can get in is by hitting or breaking through the, the wall. And right. then that triggers the PVP and immediately makes you want it. Um, right. Cause you're damaging somebody else's property. Um, uh, sure. that's pretty funny to watch when people are like, what the fuck? <laughs> well, it I'm sounds wanted, hilarious. <laughs> I'm wanted, I may as well finish what I've started. Yeah. Um, so yeah that's that's pretty funny but, yeah i just i would like the the stash size to be increased because um, i don't know like i want to be out there collecting stuff and hoarding and whatnot but not if i can't do anything with it yeah so, yeah anyway i like i'm still it's weird right because we were all looking forward to playing this as a multiplayer game yeah <laughs> but now i'm like i don't really want to play it as a multiplayer but i'd rather just play it as a single player game and play the story and yeah. see where it goes um because I, I, like, I still run around and I've never had a PvP engagement. Everybody is always helping me fight stuff. Um, uh, like I'll be in an event or something and someone else will come along or, you know, whatever. So that side of it hasn't happened yet. Um, I've seen like a right. couple of people walking around the map with wanted levels. But generally they're like level like 10 caps, 10 bottle caps. And that usually right. means they've accidentally done something. It's not like they're running around with a hundred, uh, which means that they've actually tried to fucking murder somebody um, yep. or blow up someone's base. But Can you get rid of a bounty?
1: hmm Or does it just disappear? Yeah, okay, you have one? to
0: survive for a certain amount of time. And then I believe you get the bottle caps. I think that's how it that works. I've never Mine. seen it happen. But anyway. Yeah, man. It's... um. Yeah, I still feel like the um the the game needed like it it wasn't ready to be released now. A year and a half more work on it. <laughs> it needed like another a year or, or like re- like you said last time, release it now as an early access game. Yeah, and um and go from there because yep. it is not in a state that's great at the moment. So, yeah. I mean, like there's stuff that's there's potential. It's but just there's not. I mean aside from all the technical issues there's still gameplay a lot of gameplay problems with it so yeah it's
1: pretty disappointing yeah it's been getting fucking slammed fucking slammed all the like slower reviews are coming in now and it is like averaging a fucking five which you never see I think it might be like the lowest rated AAA game of the year possibly of the decade it's getting smashed hmm. yeah um which is
0: appropriate i mean and it's going to be interesting to see what they how they message their next game right because it's supposed to be built on the same engine and i yeah, yeah i
1: believe the engine is a problem i think it's a big problem i've been saying that for what six years now 2011 was Skyrim. Seven years, I've been saying it for seven years now that engine needs to go. Or if, as Jason Schreier would have us believe, the underlying code, fundamental to how the game works, but not technically the engine, uh, needs to go. Like it just it doesn't function the way it it needs to to support the sorts of things they're trying to do. I applaud their ambition. Uh, but you know, once that? I, I always say, trying a failing is still failing. It's, it's, it's. They've got to fucking start over. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And I, I feel like it's maybe it's too late. <laughs> At least for late. the next, for the next, uh, what four years? Maybe that they've got games coming out. I mean, we don't yeah. know when. Tez 6 and Starfield are coming out, but I I guess we're still probably a ways off, maybe 3 years until we see something like one of those games.
1: I, I don't d- I don't understand how if Tez 6 is on that engine, how assuming, you know, we get to 2022 with a, a new generation of hardware. Yeah. I don't understand how Tez 6 is going to release on the xbox 2 or the playstation 5 or it's going to run on gtx i suppose by then it'll be 60 80 ti <laughs> you know it's going to look like fucking balls mm. by then because like there's there's just there's no amount of lipstick you can put on that fucking pig you know yeah yeah yeah
0: Anyway, um, so yeah, still, still working my way through it, but-
1: Why? It's getting to that point where I'm like, uh, just, like, I want to- Why are all you still things. playing it? You're playing on your own. You're not even close to the end game. Like, not even a little bit close to the end game. I, I don't know what you're doing. I've still got, like, a third of the map to explore. Half of the map. More. What does it matter? <laughs>
0: well, it's like, like, I've, I've got nothing else to play at the moment, so. Fuck.
1: Fuck the Steam sales are on. Get something. Get anything. Fuck a duck. I did. I've been buying stuff. Christ. Um, anyway,
0: because like we well, can talk about Battlefield. Um, yeah, but uh, Battlefield is is a game that I've been playing
1: by myself. Um, it yeah, play? it's really annoying.
0: Yeah, it's, it's very uh,
1: annoying because I don't want to play by myself. And then I see you playing. <laughs> you've been playing. I would like just happen to glance over. I've had a, a bit of time available. And I'm like, uh, no, I guess I'll just play Hitman. These guys don't want to play Battlefield at lunch. I guess I'll just play some Hitman. Mm. And then I look over and you're playing fucking Battlefield. And I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? We could have been playing fucking Battlefield together. And then I'm like, oh, let's play Battlefield together, Luke. And you're like... Uh, i'm just leaving i'm finished now what the fuck what <laughs> the fuck is this shit yeah so i'll jump in for like one round and i'll fucking bang my head against the wall playing that game solo which is unbelievably frustrating
0: yeah yeah uh, i've just been running around sort
1: of doing um
0: like leveling up my other characters that i don't play because i main support at the moment And, um, so I'll jump in there and be like, I'll just, I'll play as assault for a little while or medic. And usually like my dailies or something like that, or like your assignments will be, you know, do, do this 10 times, revive somebody 10 times or whatever. And I'll just chuck one of those on and play through it. Um, and also, so I can start unlocking things in case we desperately need me to go medic or assault. I don't know. I just, I still don't, I just. Playing that game solo with a team that's, yeah, like, not communicating is not that great.
1: It's pretty bad. (laughs) I had, had like, it was like the fucking, the tale of two cities. Like, fucking Yang and Yang. Last night, I played two rounds. I played one round at lunch, and then I played another round when I was trying to get you to play with me. So I played a solo, uh, it was a grand operation. Uh, so that's three games in a row, basically uh before you get to the end state and then I played uh another one, which was just uh conquest. I just jumped into a a not quite full conquest server and uh we were doing it was Hamada and aerodrome, whatever that grand operation is called um and the map when when we were on Hamada. It was fucking kick-ass. I, like... I stole the squad lead. And we were fucking wrecking shit. We were, like... All four of us were top of the fucking ladders. Uh, I was ripping shit up in a tank. uh, Ripping shit up in uh, the AA gun to make... Like, I shot shot down the skies. So they stopped spawning back in planes. I was directing my dudes They were going there. When they finally killed my tank, I, uh... Like, my AA tank, I I just, like, led on foot, uh, like, respawning back in as whatever the fuck we needed at the time. All my dudes were, like, playing roles. We were kicking fucking major balls. And, uh, yeah, it was good. It was fucking awesome. And then we moved to Aerodrome. And, like, our team had max advantage. We had smashed the other side, the Germans... We had destroyed them. We had max advantage and then the fucking we go to Aerodrome and everyone in my squad, the same guys who were like slaying before, they all switched to sniper. Yeah. And it seemed like everyone on my team was a sniper. And it was infuriating. We did not get past the first cap. We hard lost. We had max advantage, which meant extra reinforcements, all that kind of shit. And we didn't get past the first two capture points. We didn't capture point A at all. Hmm. And I was losing my fucking shit. It was the most frustrating experience because you cannot, you cannot somehow get them to play the fucking game. I'm, I am went in as a medic, I switched to fucking smoke grenades, and I was literally just laying down a fucking curtain of smoke so that my pussy bullshit teammates could actually run in and cap the point. They just had to get in close enough to actually cap the point. That didn't work. I switched, I jumped in a fucking tank, I drove the tank in and wiped out like four billion cunts. Didn't work. We weren't <laughs> capping points so I couldn't call in a fucking, like, the bomb. Because uh, you need you need some point caps, and if your teammates are pissing their lives away as recon, recon, you're not you're just not making enough rack points to actually do anything. Yeah, fuck man, it was uh, frustrating. We just we couldn't get anywhere, and so we lost. And then the game after, like uh, later on in the afternoon. We were just playing on... Uh, on Aerodrome... Again... Uh, and it was... It was completely different... It was... Me and three dudes... Who were... Like this was just Conquest... But they were... 1000%... I, I snaked the... Squad lead again... They were 1000%... Like wherever... They were just like... Lead the way... We will do whatever the fuck... Even the dude I snaked squad lead from... I don't know why he didn't just promote me in the first place... But like... Yeah... He was just like following orders, one hundred percent. We, I, I jumped in a tank at one point so we could push. We like on aerodrome. We had because six. It's a six cap. We had C, D, E, and F. We like we had four. We had the majority. That A and B. Uh, I don't know. I want. I wanted B. So I, uh, I jumped in a tank and I pushed. ...into B to, like, break the siege... ...all of their tanks... ...they had three tanks... ...all trying to push into C... uh, ...pointlessly... ...uh, I wasn't doing shit... ...so, like... ...I was able to, like, broadside... ...all three of these fucking tanks... ...while pushing in on B... ...and, like, the... ...the pressure the tank itself put... ...while also killing all their tanks... ...was too much... ...they couldn't kill me... ...because I had, like... two of my dudes went support... ...immediately switched to support... ...when I went in the tank... And, like, were sitting there behind me fucking repairing me the entire fucking time. So I was just this invincible fucking tank rolling through. Uh, the the third guy was a medic. And, like, so they were just, yeah, they were shredding assault players whenever they saw them. They were repairing me whenever, like, I got panzerfausted. And then, yeah, we would just say that we pushed in a B. They couldn't take a single point. They were just getting fucked. They had way too many recons. It was like the reverse of the other one. Something about Aerodrome just makes people on the British side want to go fucking... Um, yeah. Want to go fucking... Yeah, uh, recon. I don't know what the fuck it is, but they fucking... It's it's like some sort of fucking idiot, Max. because you can something. sit back and just ping It's people. got the, uh, those hills. It's got the outside hills. I guess it's reminiscent of... Um, What was that Italian coast map? Um, The Italian coast. Battlefield 1. (laughs) Battlefield 1. I don't know. Yeah. Foul Fortress. I don't think that's on the Italian coast. Now that I say it out loud. But uh, it always made me think of an Italian map. Foul Fortress had those, like, that hill area where sniper idiots, like... uh, Just just to be clear for any listeners who love to be snipers, I'm not talking about... I'm not saying every sniper is an idiot. Just any sniper who refuses to push a fucking point. Is not playing the game correctly, so yeah, they're an idiot. Um, yeah, like that—that that sort of. Like, I think it, it does lend itself to that the gameplay, and it doesn't really lend itself to that play from the German side. So maybe that's what it is, but yeah, fuck man, we shoved their shit in. We got two fucking V ones off, hmm. and. Like the dudes, the dudes in the squad were fucking, I've ne- I, I've never actually seen people squad chat before. I've seen like minimum, bare minimum squad chat. Like uh, Nate will tell a rando yep. to like move up or he's going to, or, or do like stopping recon or he's going to kick him. Uh, one time I have pointed out to someone that they can't repair if they're not a support. Uh, that was in like a, a game a week ago or something. This, this time, like, they were fucking... They were in the text talking a lot. And it was awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, they were just... They were fucking peachy keen. They were super fucking thrilled to have someone leading the way. They, like, felt like they were winning. All four of us were at the top. Like, we were one through four on our team. Yeah, right. And, yeah, like, we just fucking slayed. It was good. The only real problem was, like, right at the ends, um, when we capped B, it's, like, the other team just... Full blown gave up. Uh, we couldn't make any more points because, like, it was literally. It seemed like it was basically all snipers. Yeah. We would kill the three people who walked uh, into B. We'd kill the tank that would drive in. They were just streaming in. You know, Sure. they weren't able to like cluster up and make any offensive. They were just getting fucked. And so yeah, the the point we weren't able to harvest as many souls anymore. What they needed to do is what we do uh, on that map when you're British, which is you go from, you spawn at A, and you loop all the way around to E, and then D for the back cap. That's what they should have been doing, but they weren't even doing that. Like, they they tried it on twice, and we shut it down, and they gave up. Yeah. Mm. That was a a fucking dominating one, but it, it was like... The first time I've ever seen a squad of randos really fucking pop, really yeah. click together. It was fucking sick. That was probably the best solo experience I've ever had. And compared to my previous experience on Aerodrome, it was like night and day. It was ridiculous. It was awesome.
0: Yeah. So I was
1: playing a couple yesterday and
0: I must have swapped squads like six or seven times because every time I joined a squad, it was like, ah, there's two people in this squad and both of them are snipers fair enough it's just stuff like that um fuck what i found uh, was uh, the best thing for me was just to go medic and like there was one game i just followed a, one dude around the entire game he was assault i just followed him yeah. around yeah <laughs> that was all i did i was like i'm having fun now like i mean yeah. technically Get we're not we're not really in a squad but i'll just follow this dude around and just reviving him <laughs> all the time
1: Throw through Press three a bit sometimes. Oh, no, I've got oh, that mapped to my thing. mouse now, that
0: button. Oh, right. playing as yeah, support, that's all I do. I just hold that button down and I just throw ammo at everybody. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that experience wasn't great. Um. Like, just playing solo. So, I, that's sort of why I'm just leveling up guns and whatnot. Getting kills and getting those medic people. I, I don't need to because I've maxed out my support at the moment. He's full. Yeah. Um, apart oh, from, um, have you used the MG40? I haven't touched any other guns because that default support gun is
1: broken. And I said this the other night: if they change that gun, I'm probably they will. I will quit. It's getting nerfed. It'll be the first thing nerfed. It has to be nerfed. It is disgusting, man. It's probably. I think it's better than the fucking assault rifles that they oh, yeah, sold for sure. Has like, yeah, I outshoot guns with it. Like, fuck that. It's a laser. There's no way. It, uh, it has to. Yeah, the accuracy it has on to it. Be,
0: or I oh, yeah, just buff all the other guns. Don't nerf this one. Buff all the other guns. Do the data <laughs> thing.
1: <laughs> um, it has to. No, check out the MG40, which is the the rank twenty support unlock. Yeah, yeah, it's um high rate of fire. Right, it's a like a camping support gun. Yeah, you, you like you got to deploy it to actually use it. But fuck, it's it's crazy. Mm. It is insane. Um I think nate was saying it has the lowest frame per kill or frame to kill in the entire game yeah. nine frames to kill which is ludicrous that's like that's crazy um but yeah it's just it's not useful in shitloads of scenarios um yeah they you got the mp40 as a medicare um
0: I think I've got the second gun unlocked. I don't know what that Play is. Play more medic.
1: Play more medic. Yeah. mp is awesome. The first it's gun's terrible. Them. It's, it's yeah. the accuracy is shit and it doesn't do any damage.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: You gotta power through it by reviving people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the MP40's fucking sick. Use that. It's great. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, the other thing I was talking to you guys about the other night is uh,
0: I think the supply. I- I'm not sure what that system's called supply drop system. Um, yeah. Basically, you get points for requisition t- points for doing tasks in the game. Either it's for uh, completing objectives, healing people, supplying people with with stuff, uh, getting kills, defending objectives, all that. So, like anything you do in the game, you're basically getting points for. Uh, and in Battlefield Five, what they've done is. Um, you accumulate points as a team, and then your captain, your squad leader, is able to call in like abilities um, yeah. and spend those points on something. I think that system needs to be overhauled or changed in some way. Um, seems like the only viable option at the moment is the rocket, the V1 rocket, which a lot of people seem to use. I can't even tell you. I know one of them is a the supply drop, one of them is in the tank. I don't know what the fourth option is. I can't even I'm remember. Not is a sec tank. tank. Yeah. yeah. Well, they couldn't think of a fourth one. So they were just like, <laughs> fuck it, we'll just They're give different them another
1: tanks. tank. They're different tanks. Yeah. They're different
0: tanks. <laughs> Whatever. And, my, and, like, when you're with a team like us that's not playing... Like, we're, we're not really tank people. Like, yeah. we're playing an objective-based game, and you give us one option, which is... um, Like, like neither of those options are really something that's good for us as a squad, other than the V1, which is to get kills. I guess yeah. it clears out an area. I it guess that, that's what it does, right? Is It clears out an area. But yeah. otherwise, I don't understand what the supply drop is there for. Like, what is the purpose of that? They basically built this game around making it a team-based game. But you're going to give me yeah. a supply drop that gives me supplies anyway? Like, that just doesn't make any sense to me.
1: It does grenades. Sure. It takes too that's long to it. call in, though. Yeah.
0: Like, it, it's it's way the too only more. time you're
1: spending that time that much time at one location you would have you sh- should be able to build a fucking ammo crate anyway right? yeah so, right
0: it, it, i mean yeah. the only use i could see it for is for like a sniper who is out on the fucking hill somewhere and is like i need ammo and <laughs> no,
1: i'm gonna go, fuck
0: them yeah fuck <laughs> off yeah exactly like yeah. i just don't understand the point of that um I just don't get the two... Like, okay, fair enough, there's two different tanks. One's a tank destroyer or whatever, but if you're not... Like, it's no use to people that are pushing objectives and playing it that way. Like, it seems to they've catered towards two of those drops being for tank people. Um, uh, yeah, I feel like maybe there should be more options or...
1: I don't even think the two tank... Op- like, the Tiger, which is the fucking... The ridiculous tiger you see sometimes. That one's pretty good. The tank destroyer, I don't think kills... I think you, if you really want to kill a tank, spawn as a fucking assault. I mean, they're nerfing, I know they're nerfing the rocket launcher, the Faust. I know they're nerfing that uh, immediately as well because uh, it's too powerful. But, like, yeah, the, the tank destroyer, pointless, man. Like, it just doesn't compete. Um, I outshot one. Like, it got two hits on me and I turned around, dropped some smoke, and then, like, rocked back and forth world of tank style and uh and I outshot a tank destroyer this entire it's in the name it's supposed to destroy tanks yeah. I I'm like I didn't give a fuck like yeah ludicrous uh yeah that thing's so like good Stone Tiger's good yeah my like key problem with the system is like like you said the V1 rocket or the JB2 is the only viable option not not because, you know, it's it's catering towards tank players, but because the potential, like the return on investment is fucking massive. Like, you can literally own a point by calling one in. Like, it is yours and yours alone. Nate does it danger close when he calls it in on himself while he's trying to cap a point and there's too many cunts around. It works every single time. He dies, but the rest of us are alive, and then he spawns back in, and we've capped it. Like, easy peasy. Like, that, yeah, the the return on investment on the uh, JB2 or the V1 is far too high, especially compared to the the tanks and 100% to the pointless supply drop. I don't know how you fix it, though. I don't think you can add more stuff in. I don't know what you would do. I mean, one thing I was thinking of
0: just then was mm. um maybe the supply drop either needs to come in quicker or have it be a buildable like thing that you could build um at, like as a team for instance you know how you've got the ammo crates or the health the medical crates that you yeah. that are like in the sort of main objective areas just maybe build one of those like a smaller one or something so that right. if if we're out in an area and it's like we do not we don't have i don't know um what? We desperately need more Yeah, we, we need more something. Then yeah. have that be a buildable thing. That's not going to take 30 seconds to call in or 25 yeah. seconds that everybody else can see. And, oh, yeah. maybe I'm in a fucking building, so I can't drop it anyway because it's going to land on the roof or something like that because it's an airdrop. Um, so, yeah, I was thinking about that. And the other thing was, which I spoke to you about, I don't. I think the the rocket needs to cost more, like an extra yeah. 10000 12000 um, so in the games I was playing yesterday where I was a solo, yeah, it, yesterday was, was it yesterday? Day one? Yeah. Or yeah. day two, day two. Day before. Yeah. Day yeah. Two. Uh, well, I think it was both days I was playing, I was playing and, um, a lot of new people were in there and like, yeah. obviously playing as a lot of solos, um, yeah. towards the end of the game, like the last five minutes, it was just V1 rockets or the B2 rockets like constantly for the last five minutes. Um and I think that needs to change. That's not a good what like it's not it doesn't feel I, I, special. You know what I mean? I, I feel yeah. I feel like it should okay. be the best teams. Um like if you're working as a team, you've owned this, right? You've gotten the ability to call in one of these rockets as opposed to my team who was complete trash. We weren't doing anything and we still got to fucking fire one of these things up. Like, it just doesn't make any... And that's why there was, like, nine in a row. Because it's, you can, like, literally know the moment all the other rockets are going to come in our games. Because as soon as we fire one, you know the rest of them are coming. Like, in short succession. And that's what that last game was like. It was like all the shit teams got their rockets at the same time. And it was just rockets for five minutes straight. Just fucking bombing everywhere. And it's just... If you watch the way...
1: Like, look... I think having two Rockets is the upside. I mean, yeah. The fact that we had two Rockets in my sick Rando squad yesterday, that, that was fucking—that was awesome. Uh, we would have two Rockets most of the time when we're playing with Nate. He just forgets to call in his Rockets. Hmm. Like, we would have them at the halfway point if he would remember to call them in more. I mean, it's not like he can't call them in again. It's just... He tends to forget about it until someone has fired a rocket and then he's like, oh yeah, I got a rocket. Like, I, I don't know. I feel like if you were to bump it up to 50k, most people would never get to use it. That's fine. I think it should be special. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. And then make it do more damage as well.
0: Make it do more damage. Yeah. You want it to do more damage. I think it needs to. Um, <laughs> No, no, I think it needs to change the way it does damage. So a lot of the problem is if it hits the top of a building or something, it'll just blow up and that's kind of it. I think maybe change it to like a cylinder thing. Like if you're in this fucking radius, you are dead no matter what. That way if it hits the top of a building. At least you're still getting something. And and that way, I think it's fine at the moment. If you fuck it up, then you fucked it up. But if you add another 12, 15,000, sorry, 1,500 points on top of that and make it worth like 55K to call in, and then change the damage, the way the damage works on it. Um, then I think that'd be that'd be cool. And you, you'd only see maybe three of those come in at the end of the game, um, as opposed to just literally every team getting one. Because that's the way it feels like at the moment. Every team gets one at the end of the game, and it's just like bombing runs for five every minutes. Squad. Um.
1: So yeah, I don't, I, know. I, I don't, know. I, I don't know. I think they're exciting. I like the uh, animation and getting knocked off my feet. I. I like them, you know, and I don't really begrudge. I like the panic of uh, running the fuck away when you realise which direction it's coming from. Oh my god, that's this, that's is spread out, spread out. I like, I like that. I actually really enjoy that. And if they get the kill, eh, whatever. Uh, I don't really have a big problem with it. I, I do see what you're you're getting at. I do think there would be a uh, like an upside to making it. Uh, I don't know, like, have some weight to it, have some, like, value to it, but, yeah. Yeah,
0: and I think the other thing is, if they were to change the way the supply system works, which is, give me something else viable that I can use, then we'd, we'd see less of those rockets anyway, because people are like, all right, I'm going to call in one of these things, or something else that they could, like, you don't have to save up all your points for, for, for that, because yeah. a lot of the time, we get to the end of the game, and we've called in a rocket, and we've got, yeah. like, 20k, 30k spare, right? And it's because yeah. we haven't called in anything else. We haven't felt the need to.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's there. Yeah. Right. That's true. I, I don't know. I. Uh, I just think you should push for the second rocket. Yeah. Um. Adding more stuff. The other thing I was thinking was uh, if you were to make like transport vehicles, cost that'd be awesome. The amount of times I've spawned back at the mm. uncap. Mm with the intention of getting a car and driving someone somewhere. Yeah. And then having no fucking car available, even though I was pretty sure it was on the fucking map. The amount of times that's happened is annoying. If I could just call in a fucking car, I'd do it 100% of the time. I love having a vehicle available. I don't mind. Like I wouldn't mind spending 5k to get it or maybe even, no, probably, probably not 10, but like somewhere between five and 10k to get a vehicle. Um, I think it would, emphasize vehicle combat as well uh it would give people more reason like more opportunities to waste their fucking Panzerfausts. like i think there'd be a lot to enabling people to buy their own transport vehicles and i think that'd be a really good like resource sink uh and it'd be something that we'd use as well what if you could call in like robot dogs perfect that's That was actually <laughs> my <laughs> next suggestion. Robot dogs. Yeah. Yeah. It in yeah. a wave of them. <laughs> All over the map. Yeah. 64 robot dogs. Everyone turns into a robot dog. Yeah. It's the dogs of war. It's what we call a Call of Duty game. I think it's patented by them. Yeah. Anyway. I still love it. I still love the game. I still think it's probably the best Battlefield since 2. Like, yeah, since two, I reckon. Yeah, it's pretty good. Like, again,
0: yeah. we talked about it last week, the The amount of games that I have that are so fucking close. Like, yesterday and the day before, I must have had three or four oh, games in five tickets.
1: Yeah. If that's correct. Yeah, like, that I, I was... I, I found out why that is. It's because uh, when you're on the losing team, you cap points faster. Yeah. And so it makes it a little bit easier to get to the point where you have the majority of the cap points which makes the other team's tickets bleed a bit faster, which evens things out, which is fucking awesome. And it leads to those last minute ditch efforts to try and cap the fucking points. Uh-oh, everything went dark. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, those last minute ditch po- efforts to, to get well, like the majority of the cap points um, that much better. It doesn't make you it easier to cap. You still need the same amount of people. You still need more people than the other team to cap. But it does make it cap a bit Just faster. Quick, yeah, like a lot quicker. Yeah, which... Depending yeah. on how many more you're losing by. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes it's like, which why is, is this
0: going so quick? Yeah. Us, like, no, there are a
1: couple... Like, I, I had to work it out because I saw a cap go... And when I went, like, I, it was, like, nearly full capped. And I ran in and there were, like, you can see on the bar, you can basically work out how many other people were there. There was two. There were two fucking people where well, they were behind by so fucking much that two people was basically almost an insta cap. Um yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. It anyway, is it's awesome. It's still good.
0: Like, is- I, I, I yeah, the game modes I haven't touched any other game modes. Like literally Conquest is the only one I played. I, I think the last time we
1: played Grand Operations was in the beta. Um yeah. I haven't I like grand operations. I like it. It's just like it's just a bit different. Um, I don't want to do the Norway one anymore, but yeah, like the others, I like. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah, um, and I still think their release schedule is shit. The amount
0: of people that so were ridiculous. so confused about this, like the fact that we've been playing it for two weeks,
1: yeah, and it, it's just come out like two I've days already ago. got thirty-one hours on record. Yeah, and people are like, uh, "Is it out yet?" And you are like. <laughs> Yeah, it's out. Uh, yeah, and the other it. thing is, that first day we jumped in. Like, I
0: the reason why I jumped in was just smash some nudes, but also I wanted to see like the difference in rankings, and yeah. you could see people that were in there that, like fifty, like level fifties, and um, like a huge. I've played a lot, and I'm twenty, I think five or somewhere around there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fifty is the cap, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. The um crazy. the SYF guys were playing. Last night, Um, like cryptic and some of the other guys, and uh, (laughs) one of them had 112 or 114 kills and like 10 deaths. (laughs) He went fucking off, hell, and it was the um, the church map as well. It wasn't like a oh yeah. He he was just running around, just murdering people, like everybody. Nice, yeah, it was good, sweet. Anyway, cool. All right, cool. What else we got here? I've been playing a game called Return of the Oberdin. Ah, we mm. spoke about this. I think it was last week or the week before when we uh, mentioned the Game Awards, and oh, yeah. it was up for nomination. And I was like, I don't know what this is. And you were like, It's the guy from the game Papers, that made Please. Papers, Please. Um, yeah. I mean, it's his name is it Lucas Pope. That sort of yep. rings a bell. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so I picked it up. It was on, uh, it's on Steam at the moment, but it's also on I think GOG, great, good old games. It was like twenty bucks, so I uh, grabbed a copy. And um, it is. Have you heard anything about it at all?
1: No, I remember when it was first announced, uh, but that's it. Right. Okay. So it is. It's basically like a like a murder mystery
0: <laughs> sort of like you're solving. All these, like, what has happened in this boat? Um, so it's set right. in, like, the 1800s on a like a giant ship, like a galleon. And um, you arrive and, like, everybody seems to have disappeared or they're all dead. And you're trying to figure out what happened to them. Like, where did all these people go? And um, you basically get on this boat and there is, like, a dead body on there. Um, and you've got this compass it's it's like a compass or a clock or like a little time watch and um it's got this time watch a time watch you know it tells the time (laughs) unlike those other watches (laughs) yeah and uh yeah it's basically like this weird thing that's able to go back in time or something I don't know I don't know what the fucking magical powers it's got um but you basically walk up this dead body and um and it takes you back in time and it shows you like what was happening at that situation when this person died. And so it's like this still it's a first person game, but you're walking around this environment and the environment is sort of stopped. Like the time has stopped and you're able to yep. walk around and look at things of the environment. And um and from there you're able to look at people and determine, all right, this is this. like you can look at them um, you can look at like what they're holding in their hands, things around the environment. Oh, this person here was shot, and if you you know go back a little bit, you can see someone else standing nearby, holding a weapon, aiming it at them. Um, and you start to like get a piece together of like what happened in this scenario. Sometimes there's there's like uh, audio that plays, and it'll be people yeah. around the environment that are talking. Uh, it won't necessarily tell you who it is, but you'll hear the audio. Um, yeah. And then once that kind of plays out, this goes for about maybe 40 seconds, like you're able to walk around the environment and then it and then it kind of kicks into your journal and your journal um, brings up a bunch of information. It tells you where the body was when it died or where you found the corpse, um, mm. how many people were in the area during this, I guess, flashback scene. Um, the dialogue that was said and then also the person who has deceased it'll give you a bit of information on them and what you're trying to determine is how this person died um sometimes you got to figure out who they are like their name um if somebody for instance like the scenario i just spoke about was attacking them you've got to try and determine who it was that shot them um like the name of that person and so sometimes there's maybe two things you need to figure out sometimes it's three but it's generally like how they died and who this person is and then sometimes it'll be like all right and who were they attacked by and um and then so for for instance this first one it's like you get a little piece of information there's like three people in the environment but you can see one person dead and so you put together bits that you know so it's like all right i know this guy was shot and so you fill that sort of in the journal and then yep. you kind of go to the next bit in the area. Like there's different parts of these, um, the journal that sort of split up, like they're different chapters. And then each chapter has certain parts. So that might've been part one. And then you go to part two, and then that might go backwards in time a little more. And you can s- sort of see the events that led up to why that person got shot. And, and basically it starts telling this story about like what kind of unfolded in this situation. And, um, you know, why did this person shoot this other person? And you found out, oh, well, it's because maybe they stabbed someone else earlier and they were the ones that were actually out of control. Um, yeah. And so you start piecing together all this information. It's like, all right, this person was shot. This person was stabbed. And, um, and as you're looking at each person, there is like this sort of artwork that you can look at. So it's, it's, um, like you'll look at them and it'll bring up this image as well. It's this really weird effect that it does um, where you look at somebody, but the background suddenly changes. Um, so your environment changes like the background, but you can see like a piece of artwork someone's drawing and like a picture of all the crew on this ship. And then you can go in and look at each person. And then um, as you progress further and further into game, you start to figure out like, oh, okay, this person was the captain. And next to them are the two first mates and the second mate. Um, and you start putting together people's names. Um, sometimes the dialogue options will, will like tell, sorry, the dialogue uh, that's in the game will maybe rattle off a name like Charles or Nick or something like that. And it's like, all right, well, one of these per- people that are nearby is named Charles. Um, there was a cool moment where like, um, I was in, in like the infirmary and, uh, somebody was sick and, like, you've got this, these people that are talking, and there's, like, five people in the room. But just from that, you can kind of figure out, like, okay, well, this person is the ship's doctor, right? And then, um, so you look through the ship's, like, the crew manifest, and you find out, all right, this person, like, here's their name, here's the country of origin, here's their role on the ship. And you're like, all right, well, the doctor is here this must be the doctor. So then you get that person's name and then like line it up with information that you've got. And it's so, all right, yeah. cool. So I've got that piece of information. I don't really know what else in the game they're doing, but at least I've got their name. Um, and then I know how this person here died because they said that he had an illness. So then I look at this person and I fill in my journal that this person has died from an illness. Um, and then there was like a second person in that room at the same time. And I was like kind of weird like maybe they're these the doctors sort of second in charge like their their mate and so i keyed that information in um so it's like this process of sort of seeing what information you can sort of piece together and then like a process of elimination
1: yeah detective work
0: yeah and each time you do this um once you've filled in the correct information in a journal for a, for a person, like you've gotten their name, how they died, and maybe who killed them, once you do mm-hmm. that three times, um, so for three different people, that's when it tells you, all right, you've gotten this information correct, and it gets written in your journal um, as a hard copy. You can no longer change it anymore. So that means that you've got a, you've got that information, right? So I guess you could probably go through the game and just randomly pick for things, system, yeah. but yeah. there are 60 people in the game um there are multiple multiple ways they can die who killed them so you've actually got to go through and like start to figure this stuff out um and you may go through like six scenarios before you actually start getting like oh somebody's name like all these people are just blank faces to start off with and you're just putting together like how they died and then you might get to the end of the story uh, or sorry the end of that chapter that specific chapter and you'll get a name like one name and then you put that name to the person that you found and then you go to another part of the book in a different chapter. Um, and so like all these different chapters are like different moments on time in this boat. And um, mm. and so that may give you information from somewhere else that's happened. And then you sort of go backwards and forwards between different times to right. sort of process this stuff. Um, for instance, like the at the start of the game, it's like it may put you in chapter three or something like that. But then later on you'll jump into chapter five and like the boat is being, it's under attack, but those two bits of like those two scenarios at different times of this, I guess, journey on this boat. Um, And it sort of informs different, like the people that are on it and how they've died or their relationships with other people. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So it's like this, uh, it's, it's basically trying to tell this story of the ship's journey and then, how the people either survived or died along the way. Um, because yep. not everybody, from what I can gather, dies. Like, some people will get off along the journey, and you've got to be like, all right, yeah. this person is actually alive, and they've gotten off it this part of the journey, in Africa, or something like that. Um, so, yeah, it's a really interesting game. It's um, The art style to it is very minimal. Um,
1: yeah. It's all in but sort it's of... super lo-fi, right? Like, it's all... Like monochromatic,
0: yeah, yeah, it's all like sort of like two colors. Um, you can switch between different uh old school monitors, like it'll be like an IBM or an Amiga, um, and that kind of changes the look of it. Like now it's a green tinge, uh, so it's very minimal, but it's uh, it seems to work well for like the look of it, um, yeah, and sort of what it's going for. I guess sometimes it can be a little hard to sort of determine what is going on the screen there were a couple of instances where i was looking at something that was in the environment i'm like is that person have they been like speared or is that an explosion that's happening like it can be a bit hard sometimes to figure out like what is going on there um but for the most part it works pretty well um yeah and it's just like a different style of game You, you don't really see these type of types of things around much and it's very different from his last game like, papers, yeah. please. It's completely different. Um, it sounds it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's from what I understand, it's a, it can be a bit lengthy. It's like 10, 9 hours to finish, like, the whole thing to, to get yeah. rid of, I guess, to figure out exactly what happened on the boat. Um, sure. But it's those kind of cool moments where you're playing around and you're like, oh, I've just, like, I've figured out, like, something literally because this person is treating somebody. So they must be the doctor, like just weird shit like that. Um, yeah. Or somebody calling someone captain and you're like straight away, all right? Well, this is the captain of the ship. I can mark that off my checklist. And each time you sort of do that. Um, yeah, you, 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 I guess she cross. I think it's a lady you're playing as she crosses out of her notebook. Um, Mm. and I, I think there's other things of like, here is the layout of the ship And sometimes you might see somebody walking out of a door in that ship, and maybe that's like a cabin. And so you could go back to your notes and be like, "All right, this is the first mate's cabin. Who is the first mate on the ship?" And then go back to that person, look at them, and then put in your journal. All right, like put a a name to a face, and be like, "All right, this person is blah blah," and then later on that information might come in handy for you. So yeah, it's um. it's pretty basic in terms of like what it's trying to do. Like all you need to do is figure out like who killed them, the name, and maybe who did it. But yeah. it's telling you all these like moments throughout the story, and you're having to piece them all together. Um, yeah. And in interesting ways as well. It's not just like oh this person shot someone. Like there are things that happen, which is which is pretty bonkers later on. Um, I'm only like I think there is maybe eight chapters or something in there. I think I've started to. I think I'm like three. I'm sort of jumping in between three different chapters at the moment. Um, right. So I don't know where else it kind of goes or like what happens later on, but it's definitely an interesting game. Um, it's an interesting puzzle game, <laughs> to say the least. Like it's a it does some cool things, but yeah, I don't know if I'd recommend it to everybody. It's hard to say. Um, yeah. But I appreciate sort of it trying something different and um, and the way it's trying to tell it. So I got to see kind of how it pays off because it is pretty, I guess, story-driven, right? Like a lot of it is trying to put together what's going on in this world. Um, Yep. But yeah, it seems pretty cool from what I've played so far. Definitely can check out more.
1: Yep. Cool. It sounds, yeah, it sounds really interesting. Yeah. um, Sort of seems like, you know, Papers, Please was how to tell a story... By making you play uh, a game, you know, it was telling the story of... What was was the country again? I can't remember. It was telling the story of that country. I don't know. No. And and you were sort of, like, learning the ins and outs Mm. of how your actions affected people. This one seems a little less, like, a little more passive. A little bit more... Yeah. uh, ...withdrawn. Yeah, right. Separated from from that um do, have you found any like red herrings where someone will say oh yeah okay captain but it turns out they were being sarcastic not, or something like that not yet no not yet. um i did somebody called someone charlie
0: and i was like yeah. oh okay i'm looking through the manifest for somebody named charlie there weren't any charlies i think there was two charles's or something like that right and i was like okay yeah, i have gotta okay. make a note of that for later but um yeah okay uh, you, you can actually go in there and it will generally tell you in the game, like, oh, um, like if you look at somebody and Mm. then try and determine information about them, it will generally say like, you don't actually know that information yet. But if you want to try and take a guess, you can, um, right. There are also markers on the, um, so if you look at somebody, it brings up the image of like, Hey, this is the person, um, and like there's a marker ab- above their head that I guess is like the difficulty of how how you're able to determine that information. Um, like right. if you were to just guess it and like, hey, you've got, I guess the game's given you pieces of information. Um, here's how yeah. easy it'll be for you to figure out, but otherwise we've only given you a part of it and the rest of it will be this hard to figure out. Um, it's a super subtle way of telling you, I guess that right. you've got... Okay. Parts of the story already, or you, you're missing things. Um, so I was sort
1: of imagining—I don't know what I was imagining—but this yeah, sounds yeah. more like you know Mastermind. Did you ever play that board game, Mastermind? No. Yeah, the little pegs, and you yep. put like the Mastermind would put the pegs in a row, and it'd be covered up, and you would put down uh, your your version of what they might have put, mm. and then it will oh, yeah, tell you how close you got. Yeah. Is that it's sort of like that, I guess? No, doesn't tell uh, you how close you are. Okay.
0: Yeah. Like, so it, the way it tells you whether you're close or not is by the moment you get three, right. It's like, all right, these three are correct. And it draws it, right. it writes it into your book as a, you've got this right um and it's not necessarily like these three are linked it's just you've gotten three right and so we'll give you that as a as a pass and then you can start figuring out other bits and pieces so it's like a you're sort of penciling in your guesses and then once it's like you've gotten those cool then it'll write them in pen or whatever um and you can't change them again but yeah it's like the it's like trying to put like names to faces and then how, here's how they died and there's like a list of like 60 options and then it could be like they were shot but how were they shot were they shot with a gun were they shot with a cannon um were they were they shot with a the spear or something like that um yeah and then it'll just cool you got that bit right and off it goes to the next part i'm sure there's a way to finish it without um without actually doing like a a completionist playthrough like you got all 60 correct um but that's probably like a yeah like an achievement or something like <laughs> i don't know right but yeah no oh, it seems interesting um i just don't know like what the end game of it is like does it, is there a payoff at all um it's a little bit slow in terms of like yeah just moments in the game so the with her i i don't know what the deal is with this fucking magic compassing or magic watch time watch that she's got um but <laughs> The first time you sort of enter, uh, like a flashback, there's yeah. nothing you're really doing while this is happening. Everything's still you are kind of just exploring the area, and it can yeah. go for forty five seconds and to a minute. And sometimes you're like, "Yeah, I'm kind of done with this bit," but you have to wait for the next part to kick in, um, right? Which is like the part where you can start solving the crime or solving the problem. It's it's a really weird way of doing it. And then other times like you'll get to um, like part one and then you'll be sort of exploring the area. And then it will kick into the part where you have to solve it. But maybe there's a second body on the floor and it's like, all right, now we're gonna go show you part two of this part. And you can't, it doesn't give you a chance to solve like what happened in this initial part. And that can drag on sometimes it's like, all right, now we're gonna show you part three or part four and um yeah you're like well we'll just settle down game i want to sort of figure out this part first but instead you're like dragging me through sort of half of the story of this this chapter and i I just want to sort of figure things out as we go um and then so you'll get to the end of that you know dragging you through and you'll have to jump back and and go back to the first part and start solving that bit and then walk around the area um Yes, and maybe jump forward and backwards in time. Because so, you're, you're usually just solving the one death at a time. Uh, and sometimes yeah. there's multiple bodies in the area, and you jump between um, different times to see what happened. Maybe this person was crushed by a, a cannon, and this other person was, was shot by a cannon, which, you know, one person was crushed because the boat was tipping, and the second person was shot as the fucking cannon swung around and fired fight a a random like a renegade shot off and just killed them um but both those bodies are next to each other but the way you're sort of seeing those scenarios play out are completely different um so yeah it's yeah it's an interesting game it's like totally different to his last game um so yeah it's it's unique it's very unique like i don't recommend it i like i don't know if i've played it or not i've played a i've played a bunch but yeah I gotta play more to sort of see where it goes. It's definitely an interesting game. Yeah. Um, it's slow.
1: Would you recommend it to me?
0: That's why I'm not sure. <laughs> maybe watch, maybe watch um, some uh, like a let's play the first twenty minutes. I don't or know. Is
1: it, does it seem like the sort of game that you'd want to watch a let's play of? Is it like isn't the mystery sort of you know shouldn't it be independent of the player? Um, not independent. Uh, dependent on the player i think you should watch 20
0: minutes of it and see whether or not it tickles right. your fancy <laughs> oh you you like because
1: if, if it's too slow yeah
0: because that's literally the game at the moment it's not as yeah. comp like i said it's not as complex as it sounds you're, you're yeah. just those those three things like you're not looking through drawers or looking through um things with like like picking up items and investigating items you're you're just looking at the environment and determining sort of what happened, like oh that person, you can see a gun being fired at them, or there is a fucking spear through their chest. So you kind of mm. know um, at that stage. Like it's not asking super complicated things of you um, yeah. at the moment, at least. It's pretty basic for the most part. So yeah, I'd watch maybe twenty minutes of it, see if it's something that's interesting to you. Um, I have a squeeze and then go from there. But cool, yeah, definitely an interesting game. So that's called uh, Return of the Oberdin, hmm. Albertin, depending on how you want to pronounce it. Cool, we got two more games here. We do. Which one do you want to go with first?
1: Let's go with Hitman Two. All right. Uh, Hitman Two came out last week, um, and I already had a copy. I must I think I bought it to play the Sniper Assassin thing way back when. Uh, I'm glad I did. This is awesome. It's not the um, the episodic version like it's just the full thing right from the get-go you get the whole deal right away which is awesome uh because i wasn't a fan of the episodic release structure i waited until the full hitman one came out uh before i got in yep Uh, i'm glad i did uh like i i might have been able to go with the flow if it was like if I had bought in Episodic but I'm I was much happier being able to like choose whichever fucking mission I wanted um, I don't care about this, the story of Hit- Hitman yeah, yeah. all that much I guess it's, it reminds me of what we were saying last week about Just Cause you know it's that <laughs> it's too serious for its own good yeah. like too serious for a game where you can murder a man with a fish like it just it doesn't really gel with the the style of game that I play that sort of experimentation of desperately attempting to work out the best way to murder someone, uh, and like giving agent 47, some sort of, uh, I guess justification to make him, uh, an antihero in the truer sense, as opposed to simply just a, a bad guy who is also the protagonist, which I don't, I don't think, yeah, like, I think we've reached a point, uh, in storytelling where we can stomach, being the bad guy, you know, like, um, tyranny or fuck. What was that book I read last year that drew recommended, um, whatever that was, but like, you know, I I think we reached a point or fuck, you know, Walter White in breaking bad. Uh, yeah, we've reached a point where we can just sort of stomach the bad guy doing bad things and being a bad guy. And so I don't think they need to justify agent 47 as being technically the good guy. Because he's under, you know, he's attacking this shady shadow corporation. Yeah. He just does it through bad means or whatever the fuck. I don't give a fuck. Just tell me, like, these aren't real people. So tell me who the fuck to murder and I'll murder them. (laughs) Fucking, Let's get it done. Um, I'm only two missions in. Mostly because I think Hitman is like a game when it's... Good, when it's going well mm. when it's not absolution it's a game where you would really want to soak up a level and that's why i think in some ways people did appreciate the episodic nature i think it gave them the opportunity to really like really fucking gel with one level at a time yeah and then move on to the next space but uh so yeah to that extent i do understand the episodic system it's just that I'm ready to move on to the third level now, um, and I would be waiting another two months for that. Yeah, yeah. if if it was episodic, which is not really because it, it does that
0: thing where you're um, like you'll finish a level, but then you go back and replay it at a at a lot. You've got like fifty different challenges. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, it's got a really good. I don't know if this was in Hitman One and I turned it off or what, but it's got this uh, storytelling. Um, like not a tutorial system, but like a hints system yep. that you can uh, leave on, where uh, it'll tell you when you are near somewhere that is uh, a particularly,
0: um, like you are not in an area
1: you are supposed to be, or something like that. No, but like you'll be standing near someone, and you'll hear a conversation, and it'll say this will lead to an opportunity right to assassinate a target. And you can leave that on or you can turn it off. I left it on just to see what it was like. I think it's pretty good. It doesn't exist in the first level. The first level is sort of like a introductory level. Yeah. Um, and it's quite small. It's still good. Uh, it's just a single house in Hawke's Bay in New Zealand. Hmm. Uh, and yeah, it's. I, I like that level. There's a lot going on there. I didn't 100% it, but I've come pretty close. I've maxed out like the level um mastery you know how every time you finish uh xp for the level sort of pours into the level itself your mastery of the level yeah and it unlocks other things that you can do your ability to like start from different locations or um hide different things in the in the space or like yeah all that kind of stuff um yeah it's um so I've, ma- I've maxed out the mastery I just haven't done literally everything in that level yet there's a couple of other things that I haven't done yet um, is that first level like the first one in Hitman where it's it it's pretending to be
0: like it's like is it a training ground
1: no I mean it, it is tutorialized but it is not a training ground it's legit it's part of the the story and everything you are there murdering someone right yeah. um yeah it's it's good um it like sort of walks you through it by having them not at home when you first arrive. And then they arrive when you complete basically it to get to this computer. And once you get to the computer, that's when they arrive. It doesn't like, there's no timer. They will just arrive sure. when you get to the computer regardless. But yes, it's a good level. Uh, and then the second level is the, uh, Miami race one that I think everyone has at least seen on videos, mm-hmm. but, um, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it's it's a good one. You know, it's this massive, massive area. Uh, and it's the prototype race or something. And you have to assassinate two different people. Um, Sean Bean will be walking, I think he's walking around it now. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's unlocked by now. But yeah, that's the level that he'll be walking around and stuff. Mm. Um, so I wanted to, I can't like acclimatize myself to the, to that uh, level, so that I'd be able to murder him as fast as humanly possible. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's good. You know, the what what Hitman does really well, I think, is uh, that ability uh, it has to incentivize you to find the most interesting ways to do things. You know, it's it's now, and then it, everything works on its own internal timer. Uh, people are doing things. Uh, set to a timer that you don't really know and the more you learn about the level the more you understand that timer uh so the you know the the more proficient you become at that level there's a little bit of a disconnect i feel sometimes between uh being a assassin who is attempting to uh I guess, do his job, um, on the fly, you know, you're going into this place and you're not allowed to take a gun, um, uh, because it's, a uh, you know, you have to go through security or whatever the fuck. So there's this air of, you know, Agent 47 sort of just being a dude who makes it up on the fly. Uh, but the more you master the level, the more it feels like you are some sort of like prescient being who innately knows not just uh, like where to find things but what people are going to do like in that first level the minorest of spoilers uh, it is a bit of a spoiler. but uh, if you put poison in the honey on the on the countertop uh, she will make a tea with that honey Every single time she doesn't switch it up. She always makes tea with honey. So you can, if you like wander in this house and you've got just enough poison to poison one thing, but you poison that honey, you'll poison her. Um, and yeah, he sort of just innately knows or, you you know, uh, as you go further, further through the Miami level, you can like set a uh, explosive device somewhere uh i'll be a lot more vague so i don't spoil any more stuff because it is at the end of the day it's a puzzle game mm. and the puzzle is solving the murder yeah uh you can set up an explosive device at a point uh, and then walk back to the exit and then trigger the explosive and exit immediately and uh you'll get away as long as you've, you've got to kill the other guy as well but yeah you're got to kill two targets in miami Once yeah, once you've killed them, and you you can set it up so that you know if you know the timing of what she's doing, you know she'll be there. You have no vision of it; you don't get to see it at all. You just know timing-wise, she'll be there, and so you explode. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it's like there's there's a bit of a disconnect there for me. Uh, I don't I don't have a problem with it. It just it further reinforces my underlying issue with the idea that uh everything is so serious in the game like everything around what you do is treated so seriously because that in itself feels a little bit silly this um almost psychic ability for agent 47 to know exactly what people are going to do feels a little inherently silly but yeah it's, it's not really a criticism it's just one of those things that I, I sort of think about while I'm doing things in the game yeah it doesn't really matter um yeah I've I've done I'd say I halfway mastered on the second level um it's it's a really good level there's so much going on in it there's so many different little threads uh that flamingo costume that I'm sure you've probably seen in the trailers it's one of their highlights it's like a really really important and critical and helpful fucking, uh, costume. Like surprisingly, you, you, the access the flamingo dude gets is staggering. And there's, but there's also like all the other stuff around it. Like the, uh, like quips, people are like, Hey, it's the bird guy. Or like people will call it the wrong bird. <laughs> like all this kind of stuff. Uh, people will comment about, Oh, I saw one of those, mascots walking around backstage earlier i don't know how they get to go everywhere and stuff like that and you're like that's probably me um yeah it's good like yeah that that sort of i don't know that attention to to detail the attention to calling out what you have been getting up to and doing is is really cool um and yeah obviously the uh myriad ways you can construct someone's death. Uh, I think the first time uh, I just I just shot, I just used a, a silence pistol, and then you just sort of like, you do it from far enough away that you can just sort of fucking walk away. Right. As, long as, and like, as long as whoever it is you're shooting isn't right next to someone, you've got at least a couple of seconds before they find the body, and it doesn't trigger until they find the body. Uh, and then there's like there's far more creative and elaborate ways to to set that shit off, and yeah, it comes down to like setting all of that up inside of the internal time frame that you have. And there are some, you know, obviously you can change the t- the timer. Uh, you can do things to change where people are. To go back to the honey example. Um, You can wait for that woman to go to sleep, uh, which can take a a while, but you can change the time frame by instead of putting poison in her honey, you put um, sleeping pills in the honey. And she will... uh, Chloroform, rather, in the honey. (laughs) And she will um, go to sleep. She'll want to go to sleep. And so you you can do that. that. And she'll go straight to bed. In that set, and it'll ramp up the, the time frame, which is good. Um, yeah, the, the more you play it, the more you find yourself waiting in interesting areas and learning different things. Uh, ambient sort of storytelling. This sort of, yeah, that you know, that they're, they're not speaking in exposition, you still have to like infer a lot of information yourself, but yeah, you sort of slowly but surely work stuff out um yeah i really like it i I think it's really good on top of that i don't know if it's because i owned hitman already but i can play all of the hitman levels directly out of hitman 2 i think Mm. seems like um yeah like it's it's more like a hub for all of these game levels than it is like just the game itself which is really fucking cool oh my lord um and yeah obviously it's got all the extra challenges and stuff uh throughout the like the you know sean bean special target or elusive target missions and stuff like that it's got all that kind of stuff people make their own um custom challenges it's got leaderboards where you're racing against the clock i don't know how the the first level someone's finished the first level in like a minute and nine seconds and i have fucking no idea how i'm sure there's a video somewhere Hey, I'm sure there's a video somewhere. I went looking because I'm like, how the fuck are they doing this? And I could not find it. But yeah, like impressive shit. Like fucking well done. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't know how. Well, well done. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's. I don't know. It's good. It's very good. I don't know if it's on sale in the Steam sale. I doubt it is, considering it came out last week. Uh, but it's definitely worth. The effort. It might not even be up, like up for sale, right? Some people forgot to change the fucking Australian thing. Australian, what's it call it? Australian prices. I uh, know oh it seems to be available. Hitman Two Standard Edition, eighty four ninety five. That's pretty aggressively priced. <laughs> Uh, I scoff at anything costing that much these days, but... uh, Particularly when you can go into a store and buy it for 60 bucks. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Downloadable content, Hitman Game of the Year Legacy Pack. Oh, okay. So yeah, the Hitman 1 exists as like full DLC for Hitman 2. Um, I must either have it or it must come with... Owning Hitman One, I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, look, I I really like Hitman. I I really like Hitman Two. I will continue to play it. I'm definitely going to kill Sean Bean. Uh, and yeah, if you like Hitman One, you're definitely going to like this. If you never tried Hitman One, um, I definitely recommend. Maybe just sh- maybe just play Hitman One. I don't I don't know that you're going to miss out on anything. Yeah. You know. Um. So see if you like it uh, via Hitman One first. It is extremely similar. I do not notice anything except for ha- perhaps the story mission um breadcrumbing. I don't I haven't noticed anything that is particularly different uh the levels are way bigger and that's and it's super impressive uh the way that they're scaled shit up but apart from that yeah I haven't noticed anything significantly different yep. so maybe just give him one a try cool if you loved him one get this 1000% yeah, I think there's a demo for Hitman 2 at the moment on Steam. Is that? The, I'm sure, because I've looked at it and there's been like a play button. Oh, the prologue, right? Yeah. Maybe? Uh, yeah, that will probably let you do that first level. Mm. Uh, it'll give you... That's, I don't even think that's a very good idea of the game. It's literally just that house... If that's, It's just that house mission that's... I don't think it's a very good introduction to Hitman, because the Miami level is... Staggering, like so much bigger, so much more dense. Um, it, it, yeah, I don't know. It'd be like, I don't know, fucking, I don't even have a fucking, getting a single chip versus getting a large chips from KFC. That's our our sponsors, disaster. not yet sponsors, our soon to be sponsors.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: you know, are you really like? Oh yeah, a single chip, cool. I'll eat but it. that just makes me want to want more chip yeah, yeah i'll eat it but i want fucking i want the full bit baby give me a large chips from kfc with extra seasoning from kfc finger licking good <laughs> he says ah uh, yeah
0: no i've heard i've heard really good things about it too um it, what's really interesting yeah. to me is how uh i guess idos or, or io interactive um yeah it's like they they're in warner brothers now right um Yeah. so like a year ago we were talking about how they got dropped (laughs) and like we're now an independent company Yeah. after, yeah because Hitman 1 wasn't like a bad game it reviewed really well I guess the sales just weren't there or something because they, yeah, for whatever reason they were like, yeah, we're parting ways Um,
1: doing it the way they did, you know the episodic 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 launch, uh, I think might have hurt the sales, and by the time it f- came out full, I, I believe I got it on like discounted almost immediately. So, yeah, yeah I, I think that sales structure might have hurt them. But in
0: saying that, releasing this this time as well, I think, has hurt them. It's not a good time to release this game, it, it should have been. Um, I mean, we keep saying there's this. no
1: reason why it couldn't have been Jul- yeah.
0: July next year. because <laughs> um, yeah. I'm not going to say. March or February next year, because that's fucked. Maybe
1: January would have been a good time. Do January, do January. January, fuck yeah. Do should have one thousand percent should have been done in January. That would have been fucking amazing. They st- maybe they wanted quarter like quarter 2018 or however they. Fucking well, I think they just want year works.
0: Sales, but still, I don't think that's.
1: It's I mean, it's optimistic. too busy
0: now. You've still got people are still
1: talking about Red Dead, um, still talking about Red Dead, Battlefields uh Blackout. I think out sorry Black Ops four outsold Red Dead last week or something in Australia. Yeah, like it's Fallout's out. You, yeah, um, Spyro
0: remastered. I think the Spyro tr- trilogy outsold Fallout. Shit.
1: <laughs> Oof. Yeah. Um, actually, the IO Interactive thing though does remind me of my least favorite thing in the game, which is the intro music or intro video thing. Holy fuck. It takes forever. I think it's 40 seconds. Shut the fuck up and let me get in the goddamn game already. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? Especially because the alt tab's like shit. I don't know what it is, but the game alt tab's like shit. And uh, I've found that out the hard hard way a couple of times. I've alt tabbed to reply to something. And then alt tab back in. It's crashed. And then I've had to sit through 40 fucking seconds of goddamn intro before I could load up fucking level again. Draw me bananas, yeah. I, I got to disable that. There's no option to disable it in the fucking options though, which is even more infuriating. Just delete the file. That usually fixes it. Okay, <laughs> I'll have to look it up and see if anyone has any tips on which file to delete. I might <laughs> <not> go in randomly <laughs> deleting files. files. Yeah, delete anything Ooh. that is a video file. <laughs> yeah. Cool. all yeah. right Cool. And the last game on the list is Artifact. Artifact, the latest game from Valve. Valve (laughs) has actually released a game. Another game. Um, Yeah. Luke's favorite comment, Valve's developing games again. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so Artifact is the Dota 2 card game. Um, I think that's the title, right? Artifact,
0: a a Dota 2 card game.
1: I think it actually is. Yeah, that's like the fucking weird subtitle, whatever the fuck. Um, Yeah. It's a card game heavily inspired by Dota, created by the guy who made Magic, uh, and um, it is aggressively monetized. Uh, It costs $20 to buy in. That doesn't get you access to the beta, which is fucking ludicrous. Uh, And that's 20, sorry, twenty. Twenty-four dollars. Um, twenty-four Australian dollars to buy in. Uh that doesn't get you access to the beta. There is literally no way to get free card packs. Uh so yeah. Uh yeah, I guess first first cab off the rank. The monetization in this game confuses me pretty heavily. I understand uh, you know, they want to make money. They want cards to have some sort of value, so they don't. Uh, because obviously, they t- they you can sell cards on the Steam uh, trading market or whatever the fuck yeah. you can sell cards. You'll be able to uh, some games out. Well, you will be able to. Yeah, you can't just yet. You will be able to in six days. Um, so yeah, you can sell cards, or you will be able to sell cards. Steam will take a cut of that sale. And uh, so if you sell, you know, for four cents, you'll get three cents, don't get one. Uh, so obviously they want cards to have some value because they're taking a cut out of every sale. And uh, yeah, so from that perspective, I understand why they don't they don't want there to be an avenue free cards because that would devalue all the other cards. Um, but that said, I don't understand why the game is pay to play in the first place I don't understand why it's a $25 game Mm -hmm. uh, from that perspective because it it means that the amount of people who will be buying in will be significantly lower when you buy it you get two starter decks and five packs of cards yep Um, and I suppose technically that's $25 worth of shit Yeah. That's how it should be. The game should be fucking free, and you get a twenty-five dollar starter pack. I do not understand why they do it the other way around, uh, where you you have to, everyone has to buy it. Or because, yeah, if you want if you want cards to be worth shit, then you want as many people as possible buying cards. Ludicrous. Anyway, so uh, straight off the bat, they made it so that you could uh, you you were able to get cards. That you already owned and that existed in the starter decks, uh, in like they didn't re- with like restrict them from packs. They want you to get duplicates so that you'll sell your duplicates. But the the starter packs that come with the game, everyone gets. So for example, uh, my dude Sven is one of the starter heroes Sven. that you get. Yeah.
2: <laughs> okay.
1: Uh, Was that not his name in total? Yeah, that's it. Did I say it wrong? You just said it with like a weird accent. Sven. Sven. Yeah, he's Swedish. Um, I don't think he is. He's something. With his weird face. No eyes or whatever the fuck's going on there. Um, That's Sven, right? No eyes guy? He's got
0: eyes, yeah. He's got a big sword. Looks like a knight. Uh,
1: Does he? Yeah, he looks a bit like a knight. Who am I thinking of? Um, Anyway. So, Sven um, comes with it. You might open your first five packs and find two Sven's. Double Sven's? Like, considering cards having value is a critical part of this fucking game, uh, that's pretty weird because those cards have zero value. Nobody will buy a Sven that... They already own because they had to buy it to buy the fucking game. It's never going to happen. So straight off the bat, they devalued a bunch of their cards. They've changed that a little bit now. They made a change so that... um, Let me see if I can fucking find it. Uh, Here is the beta updates. Yeah, I think they don't have daily updates. You can now recycle... Cards. You dust them. Go on. They call them a dust. Uh, they are not. Oh. Uh, you can recycle cards into event tickets at a rate of 20 cards to one ticket. Oh, uh, it doesn't say that certain cards are worth more or less. Although one hero card is technically worth, uh, I think, four cards. Because you get three signature cards with the hero card. Yeah, hey, right. Um, so... Yeah, one hero is four, uh, but still, nevertheless, uh, you sell them individually as it is, and uh, yeah, recycle. That An event ticket is $1, so 20 to one means as Ven is worth five cents. Right, cool, okay. So they've established then a base price for these cards is five cents. There are there are Steam trading cards that go for more than that. I don't understand what the fuck they're thinking. Like inherently, that that's a locked in value. Like I, I don't. Know. There's there's that doesn't even begin to. The whole monetization of this game seems ludicrous. To the event tickets are used to play in like the ranked modes basically, and you have an opportunity to like win your. Entry feedback, maybe win a card pack, uh, if you win three games, but yeah, like, it just, it seems odd the way they've, they've done this anyway. Um, so right from the get go there, there is like a free to play version of the game. You are able to play without spending any extra money, uh, once you've purchased which is why I think they should just like allow people to get a taste for it and then allow them to buy in. That, that's why I don't understand the buy-in price in the first yeah, place. Yeah, 20 bucks. Yeah, like that's, that's, that escapes me. But nevertheless, um, yeah, you can play like basically these um, casual gauntlets and you can play with friends and stuff like that. Uh, and you can get a taste for how the game works. Uh, they specifically made some changes Today, I don't know what the fuck is going on with this page, but um, here we go. Uh, they specifically made some changes to allow people the opportunity to actually play. Uh, yeah, you can now play bot matches and call it arms without claiming your starting package. Once you claim your starting package, uh, that is the point of no return for accepting the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, So you cannot refund the game if you have opened any packs or accepted the starting package. Um, So they're actively attempting to make it so that people can, you know, try more of the game, but they still expect you to have this starting package. When, if they just made the game free to play and then buy the starting package from the get-go, so that, you know, you can... Free-to-play, you can play bot matches or the Call of Arms Gauntlet. The Call of Arms Gauntlet is a series of five different um, pre-made decks that allow you to, you know, try out the different styles of play Yeah. before you're railroaded into spending a fuck-ton of money trying to make another deck. Um, yeah, like... I, I don't know. Uh, anyway. So, like, I think monetization is a huge fucking deal with this game because it is clearly designed... Uh, like, a key design fucking element was how we're going to make as much money as humanly possible out of it. But the way that they've constructed everything else around, like, the game makes me feel like they have backed themselves into a pretty fucking niche corner where they're just not going to make that much money. Yeah. Uh, like, it just doesn't make any sense to me. So, from there, you get into a game. I I played a lot of the Gauntlet games. I Let's see how much fucking... Game time, I've got an artifact so far. I've got 11 hours, uh, which seems uh, like Steam is miscalculating shit again because a game takes 25 minutes, so... And I've got... uh, Fuck, like, maybe 40 games under my belt, so I don't know how the fuck it's 11 hours, but... um, Yeah, so... You get, yeah, Call to Arms, you pick a fucking... You pick a deck, and then you jump in, and you see what's going on. You you see what you can play against. Everyone else you're playing against is using a Call to Arms Gauntlet deck. Uh, There are five of them. There's uh, Solo Green, Solo Red, uh, Green Red, Blue... No, Blue Black, and... I want to say solo green, solo red, green, red, blue, black, and blue, green. And, uh, yeah, you can try out all of these different ones. See how you go. Uh, I had some success, uh, with solo red and I had, and I've had a lot of success with red, green, a fucking ton of success with red, green, um to like fucking crazy amounts i i am currently on a four win win streak uh with red green um yeah which would be enough to earn me a couple of packs in the constri- in the event ticket mode hmm. um it'd be worth some shit uh yeah it's it's an, it's a weirdly constructed game so you've got three lanes and essentially, you play three different games uh, of of Cards. card game. Yeah. Uh, you put uh, you've got five heroes. Three of them you start out with. So you say are three de- heroes on on deck. Um, they're randomly assigned, as far as I can tell, uh, and their placement is randomly assigned as well. And I don't think that's a good thing. I think that is a specifically bad thing. I think you should be at least able to pick which fucking lanes your heroes are going to. Uh, and if if not that, you should at least get to pick what they're fucking like, where you put them in the first place. Does it matter though? Because like which lane they go in uh, at the start of the game. No, it doesn't. It doesn't necessarily matter which lane they go in. Although there is uh, an element of uh, you do want to win you want to be winning your left lane more than you want to be winning your right lane right. Uh, but I'll get to that in a bit I'll get to that in a bit uh, the the reason placement matters is actually I, sh- I shared a video on Twitter earlier um, where I'm up against I think it's I think he's green blue or maybe solo green green blue and uh, he has a Venomancer and Venomancer starts out with fuck all health and it, it gets randomly placed up against my dude something the brute or something I don't know some big fucking fat dude who's got a fuck ton of health and starts out with a lot like doing a fair chunk of damage and he loses a hero my enemy like my opponent loses a hero right off the bat I'm gifted five gold mm. fucking immediately which is, would be like, I, I said it in the video, like, it'd be like if you just, like, if you started a game of Dota and someone immediately ran down the middle lane and just fucking fed. Like, they don't have a choice in that. My my opponent didn't have any fucking choice. Uh, if he had cards in hand to somehow save himself, mm. then cool. But having to immediately play cards to save a character, like, a hero because of random placement... ...is just a mad dicking... ...like that's just ridiculous... I, ...I cannot understand... ...like that is RNG... ...in all the worst ways... ...like he's literally been... ...I've literally been handed... five gold from the fucking start... ...he's lost a hero immediately... ...he's lost lane presence... ...like his board presence is... ...fucked... Yeah. ...immediately... ...because I've got a hero on tech... ...then the next... ...like... ...after that turn... ...you get another hero um order so your fourth hero enters the play and you get to pick where that goes arguably he doesn't have any fucking choice but to put that hero in the lane where he lost the other one so he that like straight up he doesn't he's his choices are limited i have four heroes on deck he now has just three right it's it's ludicrous. Worse still is when he puts that next hero down, where they land on the board is again randomly decided. So he might choose to put it in the left lane, but it might again sit in front of my fat guy who's still doing six damage right from the get-go. And there are heroes that don't live through six damage right from the get-go. He's fucked again, right? Like possibly fucked again. Um, it's It's rough. Like, I I just... Yeah, you should be able to at least fucking have a punt at putting down. Like, if if it were to tell us to put our first heroes out, right? And tell us... You know, you have a placement. You have tile placement. It has tile placement in the game. So if it were to tell us to pick, and I know I've got a big fat guy, and I know he's got Venomancer in the lane... Mm. And I successfully guess where to put my hero, yeah, so that it goes up against Venomancer. Fucking fine, right? That's the risk he takes by putting it in the lane against Venomancer, uh, against my fat guy, right? Your fat guy. Putting the I like how lane. you know Sven's name
0: and Venomancer's name, but you don't know the fat guy's name.
1: <laughs> Is it Pike? He's got a... No, it's not Pudge. You see, like he's, you know, I've never, I don't think I can recall seeing him used. So, um, I'm, I'll have a, a quick look. This is important information. And it- Keith the Bold. What on my team I have Farven the Dreamer. What? <laughs> Keith the Bold, Sven. Lycan. and Ursa. And my opponent had Venomancer, Drow Ranger, Crystal Maiden, Lycan, and Ogre Magi. Actually, okay. I've heard okay. of all of his heroes. I have not heard of the first three that you said. No, it's Sven was the third one, but Father the Dreamer yep. and Keith the Bold, I've never heard of. What are they like? Uh, who? These guys are names I've never heard of before. Oh, okay. Then. Father the Dreamer. There's some dude with this, uh, a a staff and it's got like a, uh, crescent moon on the top of it and glows purple. Is it Phantom Lancer? I don't know. Have they given him a name Uh, now or something? And Keith the Bold is a big fat orange dude with a, uh, like a mall, like a big fucking club type thing. Right. Yeah. Um...
0: Fair enough. So, which which yeah, country anyway. is Venomancer from is Venomancer from Sweden?
1: Uh Venomancer uh, would be the Banana Republic. Uh, where's <laughs> Where's um, KD from? Kevin Durant. Yeah, because they're both snakes. No, okay, nothing. No. Fine, what, whatever. You're talking about uh, our at- new teammate for next year. <laughs> the next Laker? Did we, did we have we lost yet? Or? I don't know.
0: we to watch it later. Shut the right, fuck right. up. Oh okay, okay. All
1: right, so yeah, um, but I'll keep quiet. I'll yeah, right. So, win. so anyway, yeah. um, so yeah, yeah, like if if you took the gamble and and you matched a hero up, right, that would feel right like you pick you picked the lane and you picked where to put them and you accidentally put like they got a, they got an early kill right fine right that feels like total having them randomly assigned into getting killed immediately that doesn't feel like total um it doesn't feel right at all to me
0: so anyway um maybe it is giving you that that feeling of like ah
1: i have a teammate that is fucking
0: terrible but, I, but it's yeah, like one of my teammates yeah.
1: is feeding from the get go. Cool, <laughs> yeah. perfect. It's going to be one of these games, is it? Yeah,
0: it's giving that. It sounds um, sounds fine to me.
1: Classic Dota matchmaking experience, huh? <laughs> um, so, in each lane, you've got a tower that you're attacking. Uh, it does. It takes forty damage, and once you kill one tower, once you kill a tower, uh, it reveals the ancient, and the ancient has eighty points of damage. So uh, you can power through and you can do 120 damage on a single lane and you'll win. Alternatively, if you can win two lanes, if you can do 40 damage on two separate lanes uh, you and you kill two towers, you win the game. So the game is about winning two out of the three lanes yeah, or winning one lane super hard. And I believe in the footage that we're watching right now, if you've put the fucking footage into the video... Um, or you can, you can check it out on, on YouTube. If you're listening at home, uh, you don't have to, you can check it out, check out a game on my, um, on my YouTube channel or check out the, the gap podcast, the geo podcast, sorry on YouTube to see what, the footage I'm yapping about right the fuck now. It'll be a, about the two minute, uh, two hour mark. Anyway, the foot the game that I'm playing right now, I win, I believe by base racing, and killing the ancients. Mm-hmm. And the the game on my YouTube I win by killing two towers. Um Yeah, it's it's good to have options. Uh I think that is a good system. Uh it does, however, like lead to some really fucking tough choices because in a card game, there are a number of ways like for you to be winning. Uh board control, um, like you know, health is not necessarily a... Like, tower health is not necessarily an indicator of current success. If you've got, like, 40 health across the board, but you've got no fucking... No minions down and, like, no cards in your hand, you're you're probably losing. Uh, you may have done well up until this point, but with no cards in hand... ...and no minions on the board... ...you're about to get fucked really fucking hard... ...like the, the fucking is coming... Yeah. Um, ...and three lanes means you... ...like having a hand... ...exists... Is, ...is something... ...is a concern... ...that like persists... ...across all three lanes... ...you're playing three games... Oh, ...I said this on Twitter... ...you're playing three games of chess... At the same time, and if you win two of them, or if you really win one of them, uh, then you win win the overall game of chess. Right? You're playing three games of chess, uh, and each time you you move to the next board, you have slightly fewer options than you did last time. So you need to recall. You need to be aware of what you've got on each lane so that you can make sure that you manage your hand in that specific way. The reason I say that winning the left lane is more important than winning the right lane is because the left lane is resolved at the start of each turn. Uh, and the resolving, like, well, it's not resolved at the start of each turn. It's resolved after the, the fucking left lane is resolved at the start of each turn. So the progress of the game starts left and finishes it right so winning the right lane if both of you win the middle lane then and and your opponent wins the left lane then both of you winning the left uh, middle lane at the same time when they've already won the left and you've already and you're about to win the right will mean that you'll lose right even if it's on the same turn the game doesn't play further out it doesn't play the last lane out it resolves the moment you kill a second town. Mm-hmm. That's it. Game over. So winning the left lane is far more important than winning the right lane. It's it's like you should prioritize the left. Yeah. If it's possible. But again, mm-hmm. the RNG dictates that you don't really necessarily get to decide. So you would, you know, maybe you would want to have more powerful heroes on the left lane. Um, if you could choose to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... At the very least, if it's RNG, you don't want to fucking give away five five gold immediately. That's ludicrous. It's insane. Uh, Five gold's huge. Like, at the start. Um, I think I get six gold, because you get one gold for killing a creep as well. Uh, So I I think I walk out of the fucking first turn with six gold. um, Which is pretty massive. It's enough to buy, like, a town portal scroll uh, and like one other thing or alternatively uh, I think I, I actually buy an item in one of the games like there's, yeah. there's six six gold items like and you, I get to buy one straight away and this guy's got fucking nothing like he's just cooked it's rough um, I feel bad for for, for when that happens um, why didn't you just concede? that would have been the honourable thing to do But uh, <laughs> can you trash talk people? No, you can't talk to people, and that drives me bananas as well. Uh, yeah, that, that I find quite aggravating. Right. Um, but so there's this buying... There's a like a shop phase, right? Yeah, so after you finish three lanes, it switches to the shop phase. Uh, you spend your gold, like I said, five gold for a hero, one gold for a, um, a minion. No, sorry, a creep. Uh, and yeah, the items on deck vary. Wildly, like for example, I think in one of the games, I th- actually think in both both of the games that I, I recorded video of, I got this thing called the uh, apotheosis blade. Uh, is that something that exists in total? The apotheosis blade. I don't know. Maybe it does now. No. Um, well, yeah, I get an apotheosis blade uh, as an option. It costs twenty five gold. This is randomly selected as well. Uh, what the secret shop is selling so you've got the secret shop you've got the item deck and you've got consumables consumables refresh themselves um the secret shop appears to be completely random you can spend one gold to hold an item if you think you'll be able to you know you can't afford it this turn but you will be able to afford it next turn um you can do that um the item deck is that's actually items that you've put into uh, rotation so it will go through those items and you can buy them um, I'm not crazy about my item deck on my red green uh, I, I think it's it's a lot of early game stuff and I don't tend to buy uh, items early game I, I tend to try to hold on to my gold uh, until I've got about 20 before I start buying stuff sure. just to make sure I don't screw myself out of some of the really amazing secret shop shit uh, which I do get in one of the games i get this fucking um there's a an item you get where uh the secret shop is free and it's it's random Hmm. if it shows up it costs 22 gold but buying from the secret shop is then free yeah it costs you zero gold I don't understand how that card exists in the game because it is an excuse to get the best shit for zero fucking investment. Uh, Gold basically doesn't matter anymore. You spend it on whatever the fuck you want. You buy fucking potions and shit without any real worry about having to, you know, see what else there is. It's ludicrous. Can that card be killed or... No. No, we can't. Um, Yeah. What else is there? Uh, So... All right, so that's one turn. So we go to the secret shop, then we deploy our heroes, and then we start again from the left lane. And then we resolve each lane in turn. Uh, You draw two cards when you're in the left lane. uh, And yeah, from there. Uh, You got about 40 cards. Uh, I have some issues with the way the game plays out, like uh, the pathing system. I still don't really understand. Basically, uh, it determines a path for each... Like character on deck Uh, and it's randomly assigned it could go straight or it could turn right or it could turn left and it determines those things and then it plays them and that will decide how your heroes attack uh, how your everything attack heroes and creeps attack Uh, which might mean that instead of attacking the tower which is what you were hoping to do considering you know, the current setup of the board means you will freely kill whatever the fuck yeah. is there. Uh, instead, you will... All three of you will attack the single creep that's sitting in the tower and you will do zero damage... Uh, sitting in the lane and you'll do zero damage to the tower instead. It's, like, that does happen. That has happened. Like, it sounds and like I, to I, me uh, it's trying to repl-
0: replicate, like, aggro and how aggro works in, in a mobile. Right. Like, if there's a hero... Right. Like, if there's creeps attacking a tower but there's creeps there then they'll attack creeps but if there's a hero there then they'll and like the hero is attacking something so like there's all these weird funny mechanics to how things attack certain things depending on where they are and what they're doing so i'm like they're trying to do something similar with that
1: that would make sense actually like if there were specific rules but it doesn't seem to be it seems like it's randomly (laughs) dictated yeah right like instead of being yeah it's, it's like they've got that system, but then they shuffle the, the cards up and then they assign them at random. And then suddenly, yeah, your massive hero is in, instead of doing 12 damage to the tower, which is what you wanted so that you could win the fucking game. He's hitting a creep, a creep that was already going to die because the creep in front of like the creep it was attacking is going to do enough damage So now you're doing like fucking 16 points of overkill damage on this one fucking creep uh, instead of killing the the tower. And yeah, the reason, like, it feels like the reason that exists is because there are cards that allow you to decide where to attack. And it feels like they implemented, like, I'm not sure which mechanic came first, whether they decided to implement cards that allow you to change how a fucking minion, sorry, how a creep, like, anything, like how a unit attacks. Right. Like, where it attacks. I don't know if they introduced that, or if they introduced cards to fuck up your attacks at random to force you to tech into having the ability to direct direct a unit. I'm not sure. Uh, I, I Like, the way this game is constructed, which is... It, it sort of feels like the least user-friendly fucking experience of all time. It makes me think it's the latter, that they did it so that you would specifically have to take into account not getting dicked over by the RNG. Um, So, yeah, there's that. Um, Speaking of, you know, specifically teching into shit to stop yourself from getting dicked over, uh, improvements are a thing. Um, Improvements sit off the game board and do whatever the fuck they want. Um, a, there's a particular one, I think, is in play in this game. Uh, it might be Ogre Magi's signature card. Each hero has a signature card that they play. Mm-hmm. I think it might be Ogre Magi's. It's called Ignite. And he gets three of them. And you can put them down on the board yep. and uh, put them in any lane, from any lane, and the next time you go into that lane, that, uh, improvement will do one damage to everybody in that lane. So just by default, you will cop one damage Mm -hmm. across the board. Everyone will wear it. Uh, just nothing you can really do, to be honest. Uh, you just have to eat it. Um, so you have to tech into the ability to kill improvements. Yep. Uh, and so you have to have a card there that will kill an improvement. Otherwise, these things... Uh, I had a game where someone literally put six of them in the one lane. Uh, to the point that if I, like, if I put anything in that lane... Which is <laughs> dead. It died. Yeah. It was dead before I could go there. And to actually get rid of it, I either needed to get lucky and draw one of I think I had two kill improvements cards or I needed to buff up a hero that had a helmet that could kill improvements and he'd probably... No, he would definitely die the next turn regardless. Um, like, he would die that turn, really. I'd get to kill one improvement and he'd be just dead because obviously they then saddled it up with a bunch of fucking stuff because it was free and they were able to just take a run on my fucking Ancient. Yeah. Because I couldn't put anything to defend. Uh, Because it also... Yeah, it happens... It's resolved before combat. So it's not like... If it was after combat... And you just... Like, lost everything. Like, you were still able to block... uh, Some damage. Maybe it would be a bit more reasonable. But it's not. It's before combat. It's before anything happens. Uh, Yeah. If you don't have a hero... Of a certain colour... In a lane you can't cast any spells so if you don't have uh what am i green red if i don't have a green hero in the left lane i cannot cast green spells until i enter a lane where there's a green hero which means if i don't have any heroes in the lane i can't cast any spells uh and spells in this case include um like playing my own creeps Hmm. there are green creeps red creeps and you can't play any of them. Uh, so, you basically, if you don't have a hero in a lane and you're not able to get one in there, you can't cast any, any like, you can't do anything in sure. just fucking watch. Uh, which is pretty bad, in my opinion. I'm not a fan of that in general. Uh, it feels like you're just watching shit fall to bits. Um, and then, yeah there are you wind up in situations where you basically just have to sacrifice the hero so you can cast a single spell. So you could do literally anything at all to save your fucking save a lane. Um, Ideally, you never let it get to that point, but it does happen. Uh, Like obviously, you know, they're playing their own game. You're playing your game and they're playing their own game. So yeah, it's inevitable that they will attempt to construct situations that are difficult for you to get out of. And Some of those situations that they're able to construct are holy fucking shit. How the fuck did they let this happen? I've got a card in my deck. I have not used it somehow. I've only got one of them, uh, one out of 40. So there is, you know, I suppose it's reasonable to understand why I haven't seen it. But uh, it's a win card. It is a straight up win card. Uh, I used it like four games ago and the guy conceded on the spot. Um it's called Time Time of Triumph. Yep. Uh, it is eight mana. Uh the reason I know Sven's name, by the way, is because A looks weird. And second, <laughs> uh his his signature card is a six mana um six mana card that gives a red hero plus four attack. It costs six mana plus four attack. Okay, keep that in mind. Six mana plus four attack. Uh, to a red hero, a single red hero only. Time of Triumph gives all allied heroes in that lane plus four attack, plus four health, plus four armor, plus four cleave, and plus four siege. Is that enough? Attack, armor, health, siege, cleave. I feel like there's one more thing. I can't remember what. You said armor, didn't you? You already said armor. Yeah. 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 Um, Mana? No, no, Mana. You don't get plus four mana. That'd be crazy. Um, Yeah. But yeah, all all those things. Uh, And it costs eight mana. Two more mana than give a single hero plus four damage. Ah, plus four attack. Ah, plus four reflect as well, which is when they attack you, you you do fucking four damage back, so uh, it turns into a situation. The way armor works, it uh, it negates damage. Uh, it turns into a situation where they you negate so much damage, and you deal so much damage, and you have so much health, and you are able to like smash through. Siege allows you to punch through their blockers. The time of triumph is basically. Yeah, a win condition in and of itself. Like, and you can have multiple. You can have more than one of these cards. It's rare, so it's probably going to be expensive as fuck. Mm. Uh, I got lucky to have, like, picked one, I suppose. But, like, yeah, ludicrous. I cannot believe this card exists and is eight mana. That is ridiculous. The, like, curve alone. How does it go from six mana for plus four on one red... To literally, I have seen a game where a dude put... Who's that dude? Meepo? Yeah. Is it Meepo? Who clones himself. Yeah. Put three of those plus two other people in the same fucking lane. Cast Time of Triumph. And was then able to do whatever the fuck he wanted across every fucking lane. Like, you're just... You're cooked by that point. It's over, baby. Like, holy fuck. It's got plus 20... Across the board. That's fucked. For eight mana? How the fuck did they figure that was good? Who the fuck wrote that card? That's amazing. Uh, That's not even, like... Jesus Christ. It also bugs the fuck out of me that... um, Siege is default. Like, it's a default thing. You can't choose. You know how magic... You don't have to, like, put someone to defend? You know how the choice to defend with a card is... It's up to the something you make. Player. It's an active, yeah, active choice in in magic. Yeah. It's not. If if they are part into one another in in artifacts, they will attack one another. Yeah, uh, I don't like that. I I, I just don't like it. It, it. Making that an option uh, would solve my problem from before: the Venomancer versus Keith the Bold, or whatever the fuck his name he is. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Keith. <is> Keith. <laughs> Get out, Keith. Um but yeah, if you could just like not have Venomancer fucking block Keith, just you know what? I'm a little snake idiot. I'm just gonna let you attack the tower this turn, uh instead. Yeah. Like even if you made it like an active choice to you weren't able to attack back, you know? Like, you're not able to attack as well. You have to actively choose to not do anything, to just get the fuck out of the way. You go hide in a bush or something, right? Mm. It'd still be better than goddamn, like, eating a bunch of shit right from the get go. Yeah. Anyway, so, uh, yeah. Uh, that doesn't make sense. I'm not a fan of that. Uh, oh my god. And, yeah, like, I don't know. Like I said, I'm on a massive win streak in the moment. I'm on a four, four game win streak. Everything's pretty cool. Uh, I'm pretty good at the game. Surprisingly good at the game. I don't think I'm actually good at the game. I'm good at the game relative to all the people who are taking a lot longer than me to work out the basics. And as soon as people work out how to actually play it, I will fall back to being shit. Uh, but yeah, like as it is right now. Yeah, like uh, I'm winning a lot. Uh, so it's not like I'm, I'm losing all the time and I'm just salty at the game. I don't think it's very good. Like, I think there's a bunch of design decisions that just don't make sense to me that I think are naturally... toxic. uh, Naturally um, bad for for the way you play the game. They wind up in you making... uh, Like, you can't even call them unforced errors. You are... Losing to dice rolls, basically, which sucks fucking ass, especially in a game where if you want to compete, you know, for a fact, you're going to have to buy a bunch of fucking expensive ass cards. It's 1000% going to be a game where you're going to have to buy the most expensive cards so that you can try to fucking compete with people because they all have bought the expensive ass cards. It's ludicrous. It doesn't, it just, it feels awful. I I can't understand how they would, yeah, make a game like this. Uh, Considering the alternative is the free-to-play and very well-monetized Dota 2, it's literally drawing inspiration from the fucking poster child of good monetization in games and it's awful at it i don't fuck i don't understand there's also a bunch of other stuff like i just don't feel like this is the dota 2 of card games i don't see a lot of dota 2 in this beyond the fucking heroes that i don't recognize i guess that like helps not see the dota 2 in a way but i don't feel like there's a you know i don't you know the la- the phases yeah. i don't feel like there's I don't feel the phases exist. Uh, I like why don't why wouldn't you make it so that you have to kill all three towers and then kill their fucking and then have a base like have a yeah a base phase yeah. like right like why wouldn't that be a thing why wouldn't XP be a thing? Why uh, yeah, I'm, gold. Be- I'm wondering if they've like tried to do that because the game's been
0: in closed beta for a while, right? It's a weird win condition. Like, oh, either kill one lane in the, the Ancient or kill two Towers. Like, why not have it kill, like, I don't know. You can't just put something different in there.
1: Maybe you've got to kill two Towers and then you can go for the Ancient. Or maybe you... At, you like, at the very least, you have to kill the you Ancient. kill the Ancient, yeah. And the Ancient has the same health pool across all three lanes. And so if you manage to kill two Towers of it cool
0: like you're able to kill it a bit faster maybe you move your hero from the the lane that you've killed your tower in to the other lane or something like if you maybe if you kill the tower you get an advantage somehow you're spawning more creeps or something like maybe you're not actually killing towers you're killing your barracks or something like that i don't know like make it more like dota yeah it's a weird when i heard that decision of like are you win by killing two towers i was like that is so strange that doesn't make any sense to, to me but at the same time yeah. maybe they tried this during the testing and they came about it games were just too long games were literally fucking running 40 minutes they were running for as longer than a Dota game and cuz like <laughs> uh, the the games I I've, I've only watched one game uh, yep. it was a game that Purge was playing on his um on his youtube
1: page and yeah yep. that
0: was like a 25 30 minute game
1: yeah yeah i the one i sent you is 30 minutes Uh, For our podcast video is 30 minutes. uh, Because things got a bit hairy. Uh, And the one on my YouTube channel is 25 minutes. Uh, I'd say they average about 27 minutes. Um, Yeah. Like... That in itself is a significant commitment. For a card game. Where you... ...don't really know where it's going... ...and you can get fucked by RNG... ...at almost any time. Right? Like... ...that card that allows you to buy shit for free... ...from the secret shop... ...they might get that. Mm. And then they're just saddling up with... uh, ...like they roll... ...high... ...a couple more times... ...with some great fucking... ...free secret shop weapons... ...and the difference will be like the difference in their ability to their path to victory will be so fucking wide compared to yours because of the itemization that they have. Ludicrous. Right. Absolutely ludicrous. Um, I think I got that, that item out of a golden ticket as well. You get a golden ticket, which gives you a random item from the secret shop. Hmm. So I think I just got like double fucking (laughs) high rolls. On that shit. Yeah. Looted. Like, just fucking crazy. Fuck. That's so bananas. Anyway. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I, like, for me, I just don't get...
0: The... <sighs> card games are pretty niche as it is. Um. Yeah. And Dota's a pretty niche... Like, game. Because mm. it's, like, one of the most hardcore... Yeah. MOBAs, right? The... And then, they yeah. are now they're making this card game, which caters to that audience yeah it's just so and for it to have a buy-in is even weirder um uh, yeah i just don't know who they're going for the um the thing that i was pretty not not with and it seems like something that the community also has spoken up about is the um at one stage there wasn't a casual ranking gameplay in there yeah it was purely just you're playing expert play and the way the expert yeah. play works is yeah the, these event tickets where you have like a a buy-in, uh, I think it's like two dollars fifty or something, and you get five event tickets or something like that. Um, and you, every time you want to play in a tournament game, you spend an event ticket. And then each player has a random draft, or, or you know, you draft a set of cards. And then um, if you lose twice, then you're out. It's the same sort of setup as the Hearthstone formula, right? Um, yeah. And the more games you win, the you get packs of cards or you get free event tickets to play um and it's like this wagering i think is it a wagering system as well like because i think in hearthstone you have to say like yes i'm gambling or i'm like i'm pulling out like i'm i'm taking my pot with me isn't that how Hearthstone works uh
1: i i don't know uh no i don't think, it I is. think make- you just play a, you play arena games until you oh uh, no there was there was a mode that's like a a sometimes mode that they introduced. Like ages when it first uh, came out. They did have that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember being fucking pissed at that. Um, regular arena is sort of you win. Uh, you lose three times and you die. Okay. Um, and you get max rewards from winning 12 times. Um, but yeah, you pay uh, like 100 gold. 100? 200? Yep. For an arena run? And, and you get to have a punt at maybe winning some or you get a, a pack but you might win even more depending on how you go in arena uh, in the random draft which is the arena the, the same yeah. thing um, so that, that's like the same yeah. sort of
0: form there is what Dota was doing or it sounds like they're doing now it's like if you want to play tournament gameplay you you draft your cards and you, you spend a yeah. ticket and you see how far you can get and depending on how much you win um, you'll get uh, you'll get prizes for it or and you'll also be, like, ranked yeah. up against... Like, there'll be a tournament, like, a ladder format. Uh, which, from what I understand, is hidden at the moment. You can't see your ranking or your MMR. No. Um, which is a mistake. Yeah, I, I not mistake mistake find any for the moment. Um, but, yeah, the thing that was kind of turning me off was that there was no, like, way to play it in nor- all, like, casually. Uh, which they yeah. since have changed. And the problem that yes. having with that was that nobody was playing the regular game because you'd draft a set of cards and you'd be like, yeah. my set of cards is shit. And you'd look at like what the other player has got, and you're like, I'm not going to win this, so you just quit the game, and then you're yeah. having this cycle where you had a, two people jumping in the game, and like no games were being played because they'd look at each other's cards, and one person would be like, oh, I'm not going to win this, and they just leave. Um, yeah. So they the update I think yesterday, I think it was yesterday or the day before they put in where there's now an abandoned timer. So if you abandon a the game, they're starting off with thirty minute. Um, yeah like countdown where you can't play another game for 30 minutes yeah yeah that's and i don't know why that wasn't in there in the first place like it's not like this is a foreign concept to them it's in dota 2 like as a game like as a mechanic already if you abandon a game there's all you can't play it anymore for a certain amount of time so strange um yeah so i mean yeah maybe that would be interesting to me but the whole concept of just buying cards... Like, there's no way you can earn cards from playing
1: the game... Is so strange to me... No, no, there's no way you can earn cards without... Paying money... Yeah, that's what I mean... Like, you can't... Because you can earn cards by playing the game... As long as you've got event tickets... Right, you got to pay pay money though... to you earn cards. pay for... Yeah...
2: Yeah...
0: It's not like I can go yeah. play Hearthstone... And do dailies... Yeah. And... Get... Eventually, eventually get I'll get something... Point, yeah. um, and then I can use those yeah. to play the other gain like the different mode they've got um yeah yeah i don't know man so i just don't know who they're who they're aiming this for like i don't see this game taking off as well as big as um uh what's it called hearthstone or magic something like that
1: <laughs> or Gwen, or yeah I, I don't see it getting anywhere. i mean it's gonna get traction pe- people are gonna tr- yeah people are gonna play it people are gonna try it Um, I think you know a lot lot of card game streamers are going to have a punt Uh, probably a lot of Dota streamers will have a punt I think I've already seen a a couple of games uh, of of like yeah Uh, but yeah like they're the difference is like they they get a lot of money to do these things so they're directly incentivized to pay money into the game but the regular person will not have the same incentive and once they work that out once they work out that like it's, it's a specific divide yeah it's, it's a way that streamers you know a streamer will get like some money from donations and stuff and they can directly use that to invest in their business of streaming artifact right But the regular person will not have that same incentive. And so it's going to directly, yeah, change that. My biggest question, because I'm going to sell all my fucking cards. My biggest question is, when do I sell my cards? Do I sell them immediately? Probably. Or do I hold on to them and see if they go up in in price? I feel like that's Mm. generally the way
0: cards work is they go down over time. Like the Steam so chart, well. the, the, the Steam Summer Sale cards when they do them. Um, yep. It's hard to say, though. Like It depends on how random some of these cards are, I guess, but
1: I feel like they're not going to be worth much at the start. A card like Time of Triumph? Maybe. I expect will be worth a fucking just time. Out. You set the benchmark for how much you think the card should be worth. <laughs> that's, a bit, that's a good idea. Um, yeah, yeah. Like that, that card's fucking stupid. That's so dumb. I cannot understand how it exists. It should be ten mana at the very least, and it should do red heroes only or something like that. It is far too powerful, crazy, especially compared to Spence's signature card. What's what's his? Actually, that's the other thing. Like, where are the where are the alts? I don't know. Right, like Earthshaker has. His Echo Slam. Yep. That's an ult. That's an ult. What's Sven's ult? Do you know? Uh, like, he enrages. Oh, yeah. I think that's, that's his signature card, is enrage. Plus four damage. I don't
0: know if it's called enrage. It's called something. But, yeah, it makes him more well, powerful in the game. Boosts his armor, speed, that sort of thing.
1: So, he should have... Four armor and four speed, or something. I don't fucking know. Yeah. Like, uh, sorry, four armor and four damage, or something like. <laughs> it shouldn't be just fucking plus four. It's it's shit. It's six mana, and yeah, I can't, I can't get over. Actually, it. his ult fucked. might
0: be just damage. I'm, I'm looking it up now. I can't remember. It's yeah, been really. so long since I've played him. But
1: yeah, it's um. What's Ogre Magi do? What's his ult? Uh, his is like a passive ult. Uh okay. Uh, so that, that would that would work with the improvement. Hey, that's not bad. Okay, so they're doing pretty well with the ults then. Uh, I just don't know if enough ults, oh, what's the oh, Yeah, uh, okay, so God's strength
0: is Sven's ultimate. Right. Um and it grants him damage bonus for twenty five seconds in the game. So there you go.
1: Right. Okay then. Um what about Venomancer? What's what's Venomancer's ult Uh Venomancer puts out like
0: a cloud around him and it looks like a poisonous cloud. It's an AoE. Right, so and it does like tick damage and slows people down.
1: No, they don't have anything like that. Um, he his signature is he summons some totems. I think some poison totems.
0: Yeah, yeah, they're like wards um, that
1: attack people. Right. Yeah. Anyway, oh, uh, Crystal Maiden is a fucking powerful card. Hey, the dude. Um, one of my games on the on video didn't use it very well, but it's. Ugh fucking hell it just wasn't you like you should be using it on a cooldown. she gets like a plus four damage for the turn uh and it just shreds it's huge mm. should have been used from the fucking get-go
0: yeah right anyway. so i think um overall yeah, yeah like if anybody could turn it around i think valve could do it like by listening to community and just they'll make changes to the game um but it's not interested for me in the
1: current state I would not get this. I will be selling out of it as soon as I think is most economically viable. (laughs)
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because, yeah, there's, there's no, there's zero incentive in my opinion for me to play. Uh, like I'm not, I'm not into card games, uh, to the extent where I think I want to be paying a dollar to play at the higher levels every time I want to play a game so yeah and yeah there's just too much RNG where I feel like you'd be just throwing money away yeah
0: which just like it's just weird like there should have been I feel like there should be some sort of in-game currency and you're earning that yep. currency and then maybe be like oh I want to buy a card pack, or I want to buy an event ticket or anything like that it's just so yeah I just don't yeah I don't know I just don't think it's a good way of running it. I agree. All right. Yeah. all right. Is that it? Should we move on?
1: Let's move on. Let's do some news. Some news. Not much news. Not a lot.
0: Uh, there's a little bit on here. Let's talk about Steam pricing in Australia. But we're talking about Valve. Um, I guess this is specifically just affecting Australians right at the moment. They're, uh, they've introduced Australian pricing. So all of the pricing in the past has been in American dollars. USD. Um, and it's been like, it's been like that since Steam launched. but the weird thing was that a couple of years back, even, even though it was, um, American pricing, we'd be charged the same amount per, like, whatever the US is getting, we'd be charged the same amount. But then they introduced regional pricing where each individual region could set their own prices. So even though we're getting charged in USD, it was still being charged out in like a different price to the americans if you know what i mean so that was charging it locally in usd dollars so you'd have to try and convert it it was a fucking nightmare you'd run into situations where sometimes publishers would set a, a fixed rate and everything across the board was one price and then you'd look at it in other situations and it's like at one stage bethesda was charging like i don't know like $80, $80, like, $80, 90 USD for a game, like a brand new game, yeah. and that would work out to be, like, 130 bucks Australian. Or you'd- 2K was pretty bad for the same thing. Yeah, man. you'd look at, like, Fallout 4 or something, and a game that had been... I used to give them shit about this on Twitter. and A, a game that would be out for, like, two years, and it's, like, 130 bucks on Steam. You're like, what is going on over here? <clears throat> yeah. So now um, the pricing's been updated, and uh, everything is in local currency, which is caused i guess some issues um in terms of a lot of uh publishers or game developers haven't set their pricing um which means that the game is not currently
1: available for sale in this region yeah that's been fixed pretty quick uh, in a lot of cases yeah i think they're you know they're a bit slow on the day but with the news about it a lot of them have sorted it out yeah mainly because people were yelling at them I think calmly emailing them as well, but uh, yeah, a lot of people were yelling. Um, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Uh, you, you don't put it like you don't put all that effort into making a game and then you know not want to be able to sell it to people. Yeah, there's, there's no reason. So uh, I think you know once all, all people needed to do was let them know and they'd fix it up. dim was one in particular. Yep. Uh, that I noticed because I was actually going to go buy it yesterday it's cheaper on (laughs) good old games is it? yeah it's like five bucks cheaper well then that's where I get it from
0: Um, the other thing that was happening was and something I noticed because I went to Steam prices or something like that um, and that's where I used to go to look at like Steam prices and try and figure out who was charging a stupid amount of money for a game that like was priced cheaper somewhere yeah. else. Um, yeah. And so one thing that happened was cause they, they actually chart gaming prices over days or over months. So you can really drill down and see, um, yeah. which publishers decided to spike their games up <laughs> the, the game, like yeah. yesterday. And so there were, there were yeah. a couple of publishers in there that were like charging $10 more than they were two days ago. Right. Um, mm-hmm and then there were cases where like 2k was charging I think it was like 23 bucks or something 25 bucks for bioshock infinite um oh. they didn't actually so they it's like in some cases some publishers put their prices up other cases they just left it the same or or just had it the same price as the american prices which mean that means that ours went down in price because our right. u.s okay. u.s dollars to australian dollars is obviously different um yeah so i don't know if it's still the same but uh, BioShock Infinite yesterday. I'll just check quickly. It was super cheap. Um yeah, nice. It's um, even cheaper now. What the fuck? It's 10 bucks now well, it says it's, it's Steam sale. Oh, is there a Steam sale on it oh. now?
1: Yeah. Right. The awesome sale. They did jack the price um, up because it's now 40 bucks. Oh. Well, 2K19 is 35, which is pretty reasonable. Yeah. Um so it's, yeah, it's not like yeah, every game isn't like No,
0: but the thing is somebody went in and changed those prices to begin with and made it all the yeah. same as the US prices, and then looks like from today or yesterday, within the last twenty four yep. hours, because this has only been live for a little while, uh, somebody's mm-hmm. gone in and changed it to forty bucks. So it was I mean, it's still cheaper now, it's ten bucks to buy, but yesterday it was twenty three bucks. Anyway. Yeah. So that's been another thing yeah. people have been a bit upset. I didn't even know there was a steam sale. I didn't refresh my page. The
1: autumn sale. Yep. I bought a couple of things. Dine, I saying. bought golf with friends. Uh no. Uh, I bought golf with your friends. You should get Yeah, it. I've heard a lot that. of good things about it, yeah. Okay. And I got Wreckfest. Well, golf with your friends is like five bucks. I'd love to play that. Yeah, I'll, I'll install. Get a bunch of people in the Discord going? That'd be good.
0: Is Nino Cooney uh, any yeah.
1: good? I don't know. It looks Can you like ask your shit. Hard <laughs> He's pass. Definitely He said it, I shouldn't right? play it. I've asked him before. <laughs> yeah. He said I shouldn't play it. Oh really? because yeah. it's not good or because yeah. he knew that you wouldn't like it and he thinks no, it's his like it. favorite game ever uh yeah he leaves that part out whenever i asked him you now because i give him shit yeah uh <laughs> for being a weeb um yeah all right uh, cool you know what else is on sale Job? rainbow six What's siege that? is
0: currently um uh-huh. looks like 15 16 bucks 16 dollars and six cents full pack the full deal uh, i believe so i think didn't they get rid of that other starter pack did um, they
1: um i thought it still existed. oh yeah you're right sorry the starter place.
0: edition so that that's oh. 16 dollars that includes the full game oh shit yeah that's awesome. um but that's the one where it's like unlocking operators is a different price right
1: i mean it costs more the starter pack is the one where yeah it costs more yeah Go buy the standard edition. Oh, standard edition is 65% off.
0: It's, it's 20 bucks. Do that. Or the yeah, advanced edition, absolutely. which is $26. Or you can go buy the gold edition, which is 40 or Just get the, the complete edition. What the fuck?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what any of that shit know. does. It's, just, it's a good game. Just, yeah, it is a good game. Uh, did you hear they changed? They, they reverted? Yeah. The art style. So they were doing all these... All these art style changes to cater to the Chinese um, audience or to Chinese classification censorship mm-hmm. uh, system. We talked about it a couple weeks ago. We did. And uh, they have since announced that they are not doing any of that anymore. They've listened to the community and they're no longer doing it. Uh, I am in exactly the same position as I was in before because I still don't care Yeah. <laughs> I didn't care when they were going to change it. And I don't care now that they're not. It makes no fucking difference to me. I There's there's just nothing. There's nothing about this that, like, I, I don't think it, I, it was a non-story from the get-go. And, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Weird. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah, so, anyway, um,
0: Rainbow Six Siege. We'll talk about that. I watched uh, the pro league. F- we were talking about
1: that. What the fuck? Yeah, I'm just continuing on. You see what-, well, what? What was the big pause? Like I was like dragging you way off track. The fuck, man. The, uh, the Ra- Rainbow
0: Six Siege pro league finals <laughs> were on over the weekend. Yeah. These were held in, in Brazil, Sao Paulo. Hundred and seventy thousand U.S. dollar prize pool, well, pretty big. That's pretty good. Um, yeah, and we had uh, we had two APAC teams playing in there. We had Nora Rango, who is from Japan, and Fnatic, yep. um, based out of Australia. They're all I think they're all yep. out of Australia. And um, so Fnatic have been in, in the Rainbow Six Siege community for a while now. They're the team that started off originally as Mindfreak Pro on the, on the Xbox. Xbox. Um, they were Maybe. very good on the Xbox. They transitioned across to PC and uh kept a couple of their players and they've been dominating on pc now for a couple of years they were at the the invitational earlier this year I, i went along uh with them and followed their progress they ended up getting in a really good spot in in the Invitational. i think it was top eight um so they made it to the main stage which is awesome and um they've been doing really well in the local scene right they've been playing uh, they won uh, uh, recently at PAX. Um, they've they've won some or come first or second in some local tournaments. But they've been so good that they got picked up by like an international team, so they become fanatic now. Um, yeah, man. So this uh, this weekend, I don't know how many games you watched, but I watched a couple, and we've talked about this like best of one format a lot. And Rainbow Six Siege is one of those tournaments that, that do love their best of S- single. Single Sorry, elimination. single elimination tournaments where if you get knocked out, you're gone. Um, yeah. And going into this tournament, we were placed... Uh, Fnatic was placed second in the APAC mm-hmm. region, which meant they were going up against their first-placed seed in yeah. um, another, category, another region. And it happened to be North America, um, which was yeah. Evil Geniuses. And Evil Geniuses are a very good Rainbow Six Siege yeah. team. They have been to the finals a number of times over the last... Um, eleven months in major competitions, uh, they
1: considered a top probably two team. <laughs> th- it was it was yeah, it was sort of like getting like Team Australia in the Overwatch World Cup getting the draw against South Korea, yeah, the number one team. like <laughs> the draw of death. Yeah,
0: yeah, um, yeah. So going into that, it was um, it's pretty bad. But but then you it get was to the tournament. Disheartening. And, uh, things got even worse because yeah. one of their best players, um, one of their, their fraggers in the team and also their, their team captain, IGL. Yeah. uh, magnet comes down with, um, an illness and is in hospital he had appendicitis. Um, yeah. and so they're like scrambling to look for other players. And so A replacement they couldn't do it in time because um, you've got mm. to worry about things like visas and whatnot and you can't do that when you've got less than 24 hours to to fly out of the country um and so what they ended up having to do was they replaced um uh, magnet with dizzy um sorry dizzle, dizzle um who is their their cap their coach and mm-hmm. who doesn't play... <laughs> he's from their Xbox team, I believe, right? He's from, Yeah, he, he
1: was on their... He was Xbox on their
0: Xbox team. team, and he's he's taken over... A, a, he's been their coach for a while. He obviously knows the game yeah. and plays in them a lot, um, but he doesn't play... Yeah. He doesn't really play professionally. Um, no. He's just there to coach. He doesn't play professionally in the PC yeah. team. So, yeah, we've yeah. gone from a really bad to an even worse situation. And... Uh, yeah. Yeah, man, the game
1: was fucking awesome. Like, it was fucking awesome. It was so good.
0: Not, a, but the other thing is that, <laughs> which is really weird, um, the the pick and ban phase. From what the commentators are saying, they were super confused about like why they were giving them really good maps. Like, oh shit, fanatics give them, eg, like maps that they should not have given them. <laughs> yeah, uh, and the other thing is like. Fnatic went into this tournament just practicing to play against EG. Because um, when, when they go into these types of things, they're not like Australia, it's technically not a really good region. So they kind of just practice for like competing against one team. Same thing at hoping in fucking Overwatch, right? Because they just don't yeah. expect to get any further. Um, yeah. But anyway, so that first game started off and it was EG and Fnatic on a border. Um yeah, and like the game was really good. Uh, I guess yeah. Fnatic really the, the series was awesome. F- Fnatic really fucking brought it to them, and you could see like yeah. I think EG started off quite strong, um, but by the mid game things really started to turn around, and uh, Fnatic was able to really I guess bring it on defense as well as offense because they were they were just yeah not they were just able to get things done,
1: which was really good. Yeah yeah um yeah it was awesome uh the commentators were again terrible um <laughs> they are hammering AG for being bad yeah. and they were not very quick to praise fanatic for playing well uh and i uh it was it was it was making me pretty grumpy to start off with yeah Although, EG were playing really bad. It seemed like they tilted or something. I don't know what the fuck it was. Like, they they just shit the bed. Like, they were playing bad. Fnatic were playing spectacularly. uh, And, like, they were... But they... They they weren't winning 50-50. Some of the the fucking matchups they won were not 50-50s. They were, like, fucking 10-90s that they somehow walked away with the win on. Like, they should not have fucking won some of those fucking shootouts. Oh, e. G. won they a couple did. of
0: like four versus twos. And like they were there was like I, two of them and E. G would just win. Like a one on three.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, it was it was weird, man. Like just dumb. Um the commentary, yeah, it was, was they should have they should have given more credit to Fnatic, I felt like. It was Yeah. But other than that, like, yeah, it was good. It was uh, it was awesome. Awesome gunplay. And, like, really fucking nerve-wracking shit. Yeah. And then they got smashed by G2. Everyone got smashed by G2. Did G2 lose a map? I don't think they did. No, no, they didn't. Um, yeah. yeah, so Fnatic won against EG uh, 6-3 and then
0: 6-4. So they knocked out the second best team in Rainbow right now. Um, yeah. Which is awesome. Like, that's that just yeah. shows how far our region has come um, and also yeah. they did it with a fucking ring in like yeah. who
1: was who was carrying them at one stage he had like the most kills he, he, at one stage he was like <laughs> way ahead on kills at one point it's uh 2018 the year of coaches doing well right yeah. cuz og as well right right <laughs> yeah it's a trend um yeah, yeah. um anyway so they they were the second team of NA knocked out
0: because the um the other team that was through as well, which was Rogue, was it Rogue? Not I think sure. It was Rogue. Yeah. Um, they got knocked out earlier by the other APAC team.
1: norengo from Japan. Yeah, from
0: so both APAC teams knocked out North America. Um, and <laughs> the and the funny bit is I don't know if you saw it, but when when uh, Fnatic knocked out EG. Rogue came running out on stage to like and were hugging the Fnatic guys because of like just what just fucking happened because like nobody could believe what it, what went down just then like an APAC Australian team with a arian just knocked out the second best team in the tournament um, yeah. yeah it was pretty nuts awesome. and I, I I said the same thing to you like I don't think the commentators gave Fnatic enough credit like we know they're a good team um, yeah they don't get as much opportunities to play international teams as some of these other guys but we've got a strong local tournament especially with the, like japan uh, and i think it shows yeah. like by having two apac teams in the top four just how far yeah. like these guys have come um and i think yeah, they're going to oh, yeah. be a huge threat come the invitational people people have seen Fnatic get a top eight now they've made it to the main stage yeah. twice in the last two big tournaments and they're going to be on people's radar yeah, yeah 100% um it's gonna be awesome so that was cool yeah and then so obviously you, you spoke about it um the the team that won that competition was um oh fuck g2 esports who are easily the number one team in rainbow this year they've won they won the invitational uh, i think they came second in the last big tournament um and they've obviously just won this one again yeah without dropping uh like they just cleaned up they're, they're so good right now since since yeah. I think they've had one player be replaced since I've um, since I saw them at the start of the year but they're on just another level they are cleaning up yeah. I think they'll definitely be the favourites going into
1: um, the invitation will come March or
0: February whenever that is in the next couple of months
1: yeah uh, there's no question that they're going to be the the um, favourites they they were unstoppable. Like they just they were just crazy good. They didn't they didn't lose a single round. Yeah. Yeah. It was a fucking smashing. It was oh, good. They, like they are I mean they destroyed Australia
0: without dropping a round. That's what I meant <laughs> yeah. Um which is mm. not cool but still anyway. <laughs> Australia <laughs> still played well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, good stuff. Yeah. What else we got? Uh, that's it actually we are that's it and no questions oh easy
0: well there you go all right well that's it uh you can find the gap on itunes android windows store all those fun places we are also on spotify now um we had some are uh, we yeah we're sort of on there have you found us? i found us yes (laughs) um We are. Uh, we, yeah, we got on Spotify. Uh, apparently, we were already on there, but we weren't showing up. So I've. Um, I got an email back from them last night saying they're looking into it, and I looked uh, a couple hours ago while we were talking, and we are definitely on there. Um, if you search for, we're on there. They're still. Look- it looks like they're still working on it, but I definitely found us in one fo- one way. Um, so <laughs> we're getting there. Right. You'll we'll show up at some stage. Sure. But if you want to listen to us on Spotify now. We, you can also find us on sure. there. Um, just search for the gap, and hopefully we'll come up. Otherwise, fingers crossed. Give, us, give it a couple of days, and we'll, we'll sort it out properly. But it's it's getting there. They're they're sorting their shit out. So
1: we have no idea what we're doing. No.
0: Um, but otherwise, if you're on iTunes, please uh, rate and review the show. It helps other people find it. Uh, really, totally really appreciate that. I haven't had a reviews in a while. it Looks like so that'd oh, okay. really help if people do that. Um, it's all our loyal listeners. They don't need to review us again. Yep. You could. You could try. Yep. And uh, if you want to find us on social media, you can do that as well Twitter.com slash GA podcast, uh, Facebook.com slash GA podcast. You can also
1: email us if you want to, the old fashioned way, the GA podcast at gmon.com, or you can jump. If you work at KFC, yep. send us an email there to organize our sponsorship. We will call every episode Finger Looking Good. Yeah, that's we how it'll we'll start <laughs> that's how you'll know when we got the sponsorship yep. uh you can also
0: jump onto our discord page the gapodcast.com slash discord if you want to jump on and uh play some games yep you can leave us questions or just shoot shit um shoot shit been posting videos about artifact this week just the just one just the one Good
1: we do Yeah, there's other things going on there stuff happens post news Anna left OG again ludicrous oh he's
0: I think they're just gonna he's gonna
1: come back at the end of the year he only only shows up for the the international (laughs) he's like I'm not wasting my time on this ticky tack bullshit just fucking get me when the big money's on the line Call me up Yep.
0: Uh, you can also go to our website, <laughs>
1: thegapodcast.com. It's got all the links to things we just
0: talked about, including past episodes of the show. And that's all thanks to our Patreon members. If you want to help support the show and keep the website running and the podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash thegapodcast. Thank you, to everyone. That does everything, You're man.
1: the best! Yep. Are they finger looking yep. good, Joe? They're uh, finger looking yeah, good, yeah. That's, you got to yep. say it's sexy, though. Finger licking good. Uh, is finger licking have a g on the end, or is it? Would that be like two? Gs? I feel like it's no g. I'd write it with no g. No g. Finger licking. Me too. Good point. Yeah. All right. Excellent. That's it. Uh, you got anything cool. you want to pimp out? That's it. No. All right. Fair enough. You just.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. What about uh, you? What nothing. Do you, got? you can go to twitter.com slash luke lorry find out what I've been writing about. Why is it weird for me then? Huh? I don't know, man. Go to survivor.com, you know. There's things up there. Interviews. Go to redball.com. Stuff
1: it. Excellent. That's All it. Right. Boy!